0: all right welcome back to the grace course podcast and this week we are doing the next installment of our spiral dynamics course this week we're going to look at stage orange and this is where the rubber hits the road everyone this is where i would say at least 60 percent of my audience are going to be at stage orange and so if you're listening to this if you've been following me for a while you're going to find a lot of stuff in here that resonates with you you're going to you're going to like this stage a lot you may uh dislike that it's not the last stage but you're going to love this stage trust me um, and there's going to be a lot of great stuff for you to engage with, to, to f- figure out how to fully engage with the stage you're at. There'll be stuff for you to transcend, stuff for you to uh, include as you transcend, and there'll be stuff for you to recognize as limitations to leave behind as you transcend. Uh, let's get stuck in, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay, let's talk about our next stage, stage orange. Now, orange is going to be one of the most important stages we talk about in this whole series. because probably the vast majority of people that are watching this listening to this are going to be at stage orange okay and so um, you will find that a, a significant portion of your makeup is likely to be very orange um, we'll, we'll go into that in a little bit but first of all what is stage orange so stage orange is also called um, modern that's the the predominant phrase that that, that runs with with this stage Um, but it can also be called like flourishing stage, individualistic stage, uh, success stage, rational stage, achievement stage. Um, And so you can tell probably from some of those uh, words that in the spiral, as we swing backwards and forwards between um, very me-centric stages and very we-centric stages, this stage has swung back towards the individual, back towards individualism but it's much more accommodating of the group and much more we centric than stage red was right so stage warrior was really a very selfish selfish egotistical stage stage orange is still very selfish it's still very self-focused it's got a great big ego but it's less so that that element has softened off around the edges as it's developed and grown in the spiral okay so again, as we're thinking of the spiral, it's a spiral that gets bigger and bigger as it goes up, um, but it doesn't, uh, it's not apart from the prior stages, it's built around and, and on top of prior stages. And so we're taking a lot of blue with us as we go into stage orange, okay? Um, and a healthy uh, transcending of stage blue, into orange will include stage blue, it will include what's good of stage blue and recognize the faults of stage blue in a healthy way that puts them to the side but doesn't demonize them. Okay? Um, that's the natural, healthy way to evolve. It's not always the way that it does work, of course. Um, often we end up rejecting and demonizing prior stages. Often we completely throw out the, ba- the, the, the baby with the bath water, so we reject all of stage blue when we move into orange rather than bringing some of the good stage blue with us. And so we're gonna have to think about that as we're, we're trans- um, transcending blue and moving into orange, okay? Stage orange is about 15 to 30% of the world, okay? So it's a big drop in percentage of how many people are gonna be at stage orange. Now, if you're in the Western part of the world, Western Europe, America, you're gonna see a lot more stage orange than if you are in other parts of the world. Um, So generally speaking, Asia, Africa, Latin America, going to be, much less orange uh, exposure. The the ways that you'll see orange in those kind of cultures is more through uh, business, capitalism, uh, maybe uh, emerging in government uh, uh, through the means of business people and powerful people. But generally speaking, um, you're not gonna see this as much in a day-to-day interaction with general uh, people in these populaces because they're still, generally speaking, um very cemented in blue uh some only just emerging into blue um and so as far as this development goes um you're going to see this more and more in the western uh parts of the world western europe and um and uh more northern america now that isn't to say that this uh stage only has sort of 15 to 30 percent of the influence in the world so there's maybe 15 to 30 percent of the people in the world are stage orange but stage orange is an extraordinarily influential stage. Um, So it's gonna have at least 50% of the influence in the world, um, if not quite a bit more potentially, because what you'll find is generally speaking, stage orange, um, as it is driven for success and achievement, it does succeed and it does achieve, and so it frequently amasses great wealth, it creates great uh, networks of power uh, uh, between individuals, it um, succeeds in running for offices in in democratic governments, it often can succeed in taking governments in um, uh, slightly less democratic uh, um, parts of the world. And so orange is a very, very powerful stage and it also leans its, um, its power, because of great wealth, upon governments that aren't stage orange. So even governments that are stage blue, maybe even earlier stage red, will often Um, admire and and see the success of stage orange and and think that it's amazing and wonderful and and therefore listen to and and submit to that um, incredible power that incredible success Um, and so orange has a massive amount of influence in the world um, which is a large part again of why it is um uh, building and developing at such a rate. Talking of the rate of orange, orange is a very new stage of uh, human development on the whole. And so as we look at societies, we talked about purple being sort of 50,000 years ago, red about 10,000, blue coming in about 5,000 years ago. Well, orange only really took root probably a couple hundred years ago. We're talking at the, in the Enlightenment is really when orange starts to explode, starts to come through. Now, there was Flavours of orange much earlier than that. Um, you know things like the Reformation, um, a lot of individualism movements um, happening earlier. Um, very uh, orange, very very orange. However, um, really orange taking root in societies. Um, we're looking at the Enlightenment that really is where it began to take root. Now in church, um, you're not going to see stage orange really starting to come into the church um, until about a hundred years ago, and even then. Um, only partially. Um, It's taken much, much longer to take root, and it's also taken root in very interesting and unique ways. And so there's been quite divergent ways that stage orange has influenced the church, and we're going to see interesting splits of how stage orange affects the church, and in in this fact that actually at times it can be polar opposites. They'll, They'll be very against one another, different types of orange church in the same way that stage blue had different types of churches and christian movements that were very against one another they felt threatened by one another orange isn't going to feel threatened by one another but they will strongly disagree Um, again orange being very individualistic very uh, ego driven um, we'll see very different um, outlooks and, and very interesting ways that this works out as well a lot of different ideologies that come about through orange can be applied differently and especially depending on Um, our blends and our mixes of the stage. Because as I've said in the other stage videos and I've said in the introduction, none of us are orange or blue. It's not as simple as that. We have parts of our psyche that are orange, parts of our psyche that are blue. And so maybe we might be quite orange in the way that we see Uh, networking with other people and relating to other people, or maybe we might be quite orange in the way we see business, you know? We might be very success-driven and capitalistic and and uh, individual-focused, and it's the power of the individual to to amass wealth and to do that, but we might be quite blue in the way we see faith, um, perhaps. And that's actually very common. Um, It's probably the most common in uh, orange societies for people to still have very blue faiths. Um, And part of that is because, of course, stage blue we talked about in the last video, it values the status quo. It doesn't value change. It doesn't really allow for change. It doesn't like cap- uh, uh, you know this uh, radical swings and changes in belief. It wants belief to be static and, and and not move and not change at all. And so naturally, as the world grows and develops, and we have to grow and develop with it. In, in the area of faith, we often lag behind. And so you're going to find, oh yeah, part of me really resonates with this orange stuff. But actually when you talk about it in in relation to faith, I don't like this at all. And that's okay. That's very natural. You might be, um, you know, leaning towards more orange um, in, in certain areas of your psyche, but really hunkering down in blue in, in where you are in your faith. And that's okay. Now, you're not going to like the fact that Um, This model highlights that the next stage of your faith, if you are willing to grow, if you are wanting to grow, you're going to have to loosen your grip on a lot of these blue elements of faith and be open to some of these orange elements of faith, potentially. Um, Most of which have cons, you know, most of which don't have pure pros, absolutely perfect, wonderful, every stage has its cons. and that's just a natural part of growing as we grow and we transcend and include the prior stage we let go of the faults of the prior stage in fact the faults of the prior stage are what help us grow into the next stage But as we grow into a new stage, which has all the the things that fill in the gaps of the negative elements of the prior stage, we're gonna see that that new stage comes with its own set of problems. And what we can do is we can fixate on those problems before we grow, before we develop, and we might be right, but we're gonna stop ourselves growing by fixating on the problems. We need to be looking for how are the good parts of this stage going to help bring solutions to the problems i have right now the problems i have where i am just now which often we can be very blind to um so again you are most likely to be orange if you are on this website if you're watching my videos if you listen to my podcasts you are probably partially orange if not very much orange and so when i use generalities like someone is orange um, what I mean, again, as I said in prior videos, if we can fraction up our psyche in the different way, we see different parts of the world, what I mean is a good portion, if not a majority of your portion, so over 50% of you probably lines up with orange values, orange um, traits, uh, orange um, likes, orange dislikes. Um, now it doesn't mean that you aren't gonna have stage blue, you aren't gonna have stage green, you might even have some further afield um, split. Um, I myself am very stage orange, uh, uh, and uh, I'm very aware of that. I'm trying to uh, fully engage with some of those elements of stage orange so I can transcend and include. Um, but I, I'm very aware, I, I'm stage orange. It's, it's natural for, uh, it, it, just because I'm giving you the series talking about all these different uh, stages, doesn't mean I'm at the, the best stage or the highest stage or however you start to label these stages. Again, none of these stages are the best stage or a better stage or a worse stage. They are simply the stage you are at. And uh, the way that a toddler, being a toddler is not worse Uh, than a teenager being a teenager these are just stages you have to go through and have to work through to develop parts of who you are as you move on as you develop it's it's important for you to wrestle with these topics of ego and and other focusedness and um, and engaging and relating to people in different ways these are all important parts of growing up and developing and so at stage orange, it's really important we engage fully with what we have to engage with here, so we can transcend and include. Not because the next stage is uh, "quote unquote" better. There are of course better elements to it, but it's not better for me if I'm not ready to go there yet. It's really important that we understand it's only better when you are ready to live fully in that stage. If you're not ready, you're only going to demonize. You're only going to resist. You're it's only going to push you further in. Uh, and maybe even cause you a little bit of regression. Um, And so be very careful with this. Now, what I will say as well is if you watch the introduction already, if you were stage orange and you were listening through the introduction, I did warn you, you are probably going to think, oh, I'm stage yellow. Um, Now, stage yellow isn't the highest stage. It's not the last stage. Um, It's very well aware of that, Um, but it is the last stage we'll probably talk about in this series. I may come back to this series in a few months and talk about some later uh, thoughts, some transpersonal thoughts, things like that. But right now it's the last stage we'll be talking about. Now stage yellow um, is very different from orange and you'll find this when we go into stage yellow and look at the nuances of it. However, at the surface, it may seem quite like it because again, we swing from egotistical views to... Uh, group views from me to we and we bounce backwards and forwards between these stages so we're going to find that while red was uh, me and then it went to blue which was very we we've come back to me in orange however for green we're going to go back to a more group mentality in our we and then we're going to go back to me in uh, yellow Um, and so orange naturally wants to identify with the next stage up thinks like it. Now, yellow doesn't think like orange in a lot of ways. There are similarities, but it is radically different. And it's really important that if you're at stage orange, you have self-awareness, okay? Now, when I first started learning about um, this model, spiral Dynamics, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, I'm yeah, I'm definitely yellow. When I, I just came across an introductory video that came across a few points, and I was like, oh yeah, definitely. Now, when I listen to someone talking intensely um, for extended periods of time about stage, Greek, uh, stage orange, and stage yellow. I realized very quickly. Oh, very little of me is is yellow. Uh, it's the vast majority of me is orange. Now I've developed and grown since I first came across this model, and I would say I'm still at least I I I I I'm probably fifty percent orange still. So I'm still primarily at orange. If I was to say across the board what stage am I at, I'd probably lean towards saying orange. Um, now 50% isn't all of me and there's definitely parts of me that uh, I, I think very green and there's even a few bits of me here and there that I, 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 I'm i starting to see that are, are becoming more yellow. Um, so it requires a bit of nuance for us to look at ourselves and think about these things, but I want you to be very careful because I do think that most people listening to this are gonna be stage orange. I want you to be very, very careful that you don't just go, oh yeah, I'm beyond this, I'm not this, this isn't where I'm at, I'm stage yellow because I guarantee you're very unlikely to be stage yellow. The the, the, stu- the people that study these models and, and, and create these uh, models estimate that probably under 1% of the human adult population are at stage yellow. Okay, so yes, I'm sure you're a wonderful special person, but we, we should probably have some self-awareness as we look at ourselves and go, am I one of the most developed psych- psyches on the planet? Probably not, right? (laughs) Let's be honest, I'm certainly not. I don't know who who you are watching this, but probably not as well. And you may have parts of yellow in you, but it's very unlikely that you fully uh, transcended and included all these stages we've talked about and have come to a place of yellow. And so be really, really careful about this because it's gonna be very easy for you to intellectually connect with later stages, um, but actually not really fully work out some of these lower stages because you've intellectually connected with higher stages. Now this is as um, important at this stage as any other stage because Orange is a deep intellectual on the whole. Generally speaking, this is how it works out. It works out in rationality and science and models and things, Orange loves these kind of things. So Orange is the first stage that actually is quite excited about spiral dynamics And Blue does not like it because it doesn't like growth, it doesn't like change, it doesn't like to think it's not um, uh, uh, progressing and growing uh, as a a person. It it doesn't like that kind of uh, uh, mindset or or model. Now, Orange loves spiral dynamics, it loves the stages. The only uh, element that I will say, and we'll go into this a bit later on at depth, Orange despises that green is placed after orange. Orange does not like green. Green is the greatest enemy of all to orange. It really hates green because green is placed higher on the spiral. It does not want to um, accept that it may have to go into green and and work through green to get to yellow. So it loves the idea that it's already at yellow. Um, Now, of course, orange also despises blue because it's a prior stage and and it, it really stands for a lot of things that orange does not like. So let's look at what Orange likes, okay? So let's look at some key elements, some traits and values of Stage Orange. So as I've said, Stage Orange is very individualistic. Um, We've gone back from the the we mentality to a me mentality. Now, in saying that, Orange still has a greater understanding of the group, of the whole. Um, So we talked about with Spiral Dynamics, as you grow, as you transcend and include, you include the prior stage. So um, red is not apart from purple, red is built around purple. So there's a circle and then there's a bigger circle that is built around it. So we have purple, then we have red. Then we have blue and in blue is red and purple. So a blue uh, stage of consciousness in the mind is also red and is also purple. It's just let go of the, the, the negative elements of that and transcended it and brought the good and developed greater models of, Um, uh, psychological resilience and worldviews. And And it's the same at stage orange. So it's going to have drawn a bigger circle around blue. So while blue was very us focused as an individual civilization, orange takes that on itself, the benefits and the good parts of that and rejects the negative parts when it's done healthily, but then it swings to a individualistic sense. So it's it's going to be less uh, individualistic than red. Because red didn't have that blue element, that blue understanding uh, of, of the civilization, of the group, of my group. Orange does have that, it just transcends it and only includes the good parts of it. So it's it's not entirely individualistic, it's not entirely um, ego-driven at its best. Now at its worst, it really can be. Um, so when we talk about orange, we're gonna use uh, the extreme language, we're gonna use the, the, the language that covers it at its very best and often at its very worst. And so, um, I'll say this as well because many of us are orange, uh, watching this uh, and engaging with this content, this may really piss you off this series because I'm going to, uh, this this video, because I'm going to talk about a lot of these things and I'm going to talk about the extreme negative elements as well as the extreme good. Um, and so you're going to really dislike that I highlight that certain things aren't necessarily good. That's not necessarily a great thing or it certainly has some weaknesses that need to be transcended. Um, so bear in mind, I'm not, attacking you when I say, oh, orange is greedy. No, but orange can be a very greedy state because it is very egotistical. It can come out in that manner. Okay. So bear that in mind when I'm using some of this language, uh, always bear that in mind when I'm describing any of these stages, but this is especially important to bring up because so many of you will be uh, orange that are listening to this. So very individualistic at this stage, uh, rationality and, um, science, really come into the the, the the foray and flourish. They really do, like because there's an element of a stepping out of this blue mentality where everything is conformed, and we get all information from a, a hi- hierarchy uh, leadership, from a God-chosen leader, from a God-given Bible, from a, 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 a monarch or a, a leader that is just born to be a leader, and they dictate what's right and what's wrong. Well, suddenly, with this individualistic movement, what about me, what about how I think, what about what? i think is the best Um, we see an explosion of science so we saw this just post enlightenment this explosion this rediscovery of science and and um, and working through all of that and we see that cause a war between stage blue and stage orange and so we see this right we see um people coming onto the stage going the world's round you know it doesn't revolve Uh, The sun doesn't revolve around the world, and we see stage blue people going, No, it does, right? And I know that that wasn't entirely just the sole view of stage blue, but it was a broad view at stage blue. And so we see this war, or we see scientists going, Well, we've looked at all the geology and we've done some um, very complex, uh, you know, uh, astrophysics and all sorts of different stuff, and we've come to a conclusion that the earth is really, really, really old. And this is roughly how old we think it is, you know, 13.7 billion years, you know, we've got the universe, or whatever. And, and, And people at stage blue just go, no we don't like that it's changing things it's, it's it's questioning things that we hold as unquestionable it's 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 overriding things that we thought were saying something and they were God-given the Bible says it's 10,000 years even though the Bible doesn't say that that's how we've interpreted it and therefore we can't um, we can't adapt or move from at stage blue it's, we're too rigid and so stage orange suddenly clashes with its prior stage because it is very scientifically focused and so um, this rational scientific stage uh, uh, Orange can come into. And that looks very different in very different ways, but it, it has a huge impact on how we see our faith, um, of course, and we'll, we'll look at that as we as we uh, keep going. Um, Orange is extremely achievement-orientated, so it's all about success and achieving. Because it's gone back to What About Me? And it's lived as blue, which has sacrificed itself for the greater good for so long. Um, suddenly, there's this, well, What about me? And so Orange, if we look at an individual, rather than looking at societies, which we're normally doing in these videos, as we look at the individual, Orange is is typically your late teens, um, young adult age. You know, it's going to uni, it's leaving home, it's suddenly realizing, well, everything my parents told me might not be right or the fact that I've gone to church my whole life and it said this, and I just took it as truth, well, suddenly I'm exposed to different worldviews, I'm exposed to different truths, I'm being taught rationally and scientifically, and it starts to challenge things. And so it becomes, um, it opens us up to individual thinking, and actually a very key way for people to step into orange is often to expose themselves to further education, to um, more rational and scientific uh, sources of information, um, as well, which stage blue tend not to like as much. They, they do embrace it when people are sort of stage blue slash orange, which is very common. Um, they'll embrace a lot of science and um, and academia when it supports what they believe. However, when it doesn't, they will very quickly poo-poo it. They'll try and rationalize their way out of rational arguments. They'll, um, this is where you see people who have rational arguments being hit with well, the Bible says, or I don't care what you say, the Bible says this, or I don't care what you think, the God says this. And, and so this is when stage blue starts to shut down. But stage blue can engage um, on some level with a lot of these techniques because stage blue often is overlapping with orange. And, and there's a lot of orange involved in people that are at stage blue. Um, You'll see people that are scientists that are very stage orange in their day-to-day job and how they see the world, how they relate to people, very, very stage orange. And then you'll see them just switch off their orange element as soon as they cross the threshold of their church on a Sunday morning. You know, They'll literally step out of orange and into blue and they'll nod their heads as someone talks about something that's very unscientific. Or they may even go, well, it's not quite right, but they just kind of shut it down or put the blinkers on. Um, because they need to just take a step back into uh, into blue, and so this could be quite a um, a double-minded element in a sense. We we we, we live in uh, between two psyches almost uh, as we as we shift out of orange and back into blue, just for church, just for um, something to do with faith, and and so we see this quite often actually as people are struggling this this um, this threshold between blue and orange because faith can't move into orange and stay exactly the same. It's really hard for it to do that. There needs to be some adaption, uh, adaptation and change. Um, Orange loves democracy, okay? Now, at stage blue, the civilization um, uh, state, the traditional state, there often is a democracy for countries that are mostly blue, however, They are pushed, democracy is pushed by people at stage orange, and it's only truly valued at stage orange. And this is where we see people that are blue, they're happy to play in the democracy game as long as they get what they want. But when they don't get what they want, they kick up a fuss, they get upset, they get angry. And the truth is what they really would prefer is some form of theocratic movement. They would much prefer a theocracy They would much prefer that God stepped in and said, this is the leader, this is our king, this is our uh, president or whatever. He is gonna lead the way, you do what he says. Um, And we see this again and again in people that are at stage blue, this is much more what they prefer. We see this in churches throughout um, America, especially. I'd never seen this before in my life until I lived in America for four years. And the church I was at would literally say, well, this is God's choice. And they would tell you which candidate was God's choice. and that's very stage blue, you know. Here's the person that God has chosen. Therefore, well, we're not going to say you have to vote for this person, but it was said, right? It was kind of under, under the in between the lines and under the surface. It was said, well, God has chosen this person. So, I mean, you're going to vote godly, right? Um, and it's fascinating, and it's fascinating the disconnect that can happen at this stage. And so, um, I remember being in America when. Um, I think it was uh, Romney was uh, the Republican candidate, and uh, and Obama was the the Democrat candidate. And this church was uh, very stage blue, and they um, and and Obama had out and said, "Well, I'm, I'm a Christian, yeah, I've nothing to hide. That's that's my faith. I, I I love Jesus, and that's my that's my faith. I've grown up Christian. I'm a Christian guy." And Mitt Romney was like, "Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a Mormon. Everyone knows that. I'm a Mormon." And yeah, uh, I remember Billy Graham, uh, and he apologized for this later in his life. Uh, before he died, um, he he mentioned it as one great regret he had was that he got political, he picked a side. He'd never picked sides before. He'd been very uh, uh, bipartisan, very both parties. But Billy Graham had said, oh, well, Mitt Romney is the Christian choice. Um, And and I remember the church I was in saying, oh yeah, Mitt Romney's a great Christian guy. And I was like, I've been in church my whole life, you know, 30 plus years, 35 years almost. Um, I've been a Christian and I have never heard a Christian say a Mormon is a Christian, never. Never, like Christians in in my world had always thought that Mormons were cults, right? They were part of a cult, Mormonism is a cult. Um, It's like Christianity, but it's a cult. That's how Christians saw Mormonism. Suddenly they were uh, pitted as the only good option for their political view was a Mormon, well, suddenly he was a Christian. Suddenly those differences, that cult element was just erased, and this is the Christian guy. This is the Christian vote. Even though the other person was saying, hey, I'm a Christian. I don't really know what's happening, but I'm a Christian. They uh, chose to believe he was a Muslim because he had a different type of name or a different color of skin. Um, They called all sorts of different names, but ultimately it was basically down to Well, this one is a Democrat, and that doesn't really line up with the way we see the world. It doesn't line up with our faith, the way we see our faith. And so, um, although Obama said he was a Christian, he wasn't the same type of Christian as people that are at stage blue, generally speaking. Um, Okay, so I'm not meaning to get political, but this is kind of how uh, the democracy thing starts to fall apart. Um, we, 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 we say one thing, but we often start doing other things based on what leadership is saying, What um, and how does this funnel down? How is God telling me to vote? Well, that's how I'm gonna vote. Um, and we see this again and again. American politics is a beautiful example of this because so much of the American church is at stage blue. The vast majority of the American church is stage blue. Um, and and a good chunk of uh, America is stage blue. So it's a a brilliant example of this, but it's it's also uh, a good chunk of the American church is stage orange. Uh, And so we're gonna start looking at what does Christianity look at stage orange. Now, there's a big overlap, okay? So Republicans aren't necessarily all stage um, orange, uh, but it is a, uh, a big part of it. Now, Democrats aren't necessarily a different stage either. A lot of Democrats are very stage orange as well. And so this is where we start to look at the nuance of overlapping stages um, but democracy is a huge element of stage orange this idea that individuals have worth i am an individual i deserve a say i don't want it just to be dictated from on high what about me and not just me if i matter then other people matter right um, now they don't matter as much as me because i'm still very i'm i swung so hard into this that i'm very egotistical um, but other people matter And other people in my family or people like me, they matter the most. And other people in my nation, maybe they matter a little less, but they still matter. And other people in other nations, and as soon as, the further away we get, the less they matter. But at Orange, there is an understanding that if I matter, then other people must matter. Um, And so there is an element of wanting people to have autonomy and, and, and importance and individual freedoms and human rights and human rights is a huge thing at this stage. And so we see a desire for democracy. We see people thinking, well, democracy is what it's about. It's about individual freedoms. Um, and that's why we then look at somewhere like Iraq and we think, well, if they just had individual freedoms, if they just had democracy, then everything would be fixed. And then we see very quickly, everything doesn't get fixed when we try and install those things. And um, because Uh, Iraq at this point wasn't ready to be stage orange as a society. Um, At this stage, we start to see things like atheism and agnosticism come into play, because people are starting to think rationally, they're starting to weigh things up, and it's a swing Away from uh, everything is set in stone. Everything is very clear. This is the way it is. This is what God says. Well, when some of these things seem to be untrue and and don't don't line up anymore, the natural progression is to swing into and as a reaction and go, "Well, that's just nonsense. That was a lie. It wasn't true." Well, I don't believe any of it, right? And so this is what you see in um, uh, you see it in high school kids in in in. Um, and kids that go to college and they go and they do a, a simple science class and they give you a basic reason for why people believe evolution and suddenly you're like wow this is really compelling it's very interesting some of the stuff and it makes a lot of sense or why the earth is dated the way it is and, and suddenly you go well these are big issues in christianity that we go well no but god says and you're all lying to us and it's just a, a hoax or a lie and suddenly you go wow I guess we're the ones that are lying, we're the ones that don't know what we're talking about, and so there's this reaction, there's this big swing, and this is why you see suddenly a great big boom in uh, people that go to college suddenly going, I don't know what I believe anymore, I think I'm more agnostic or atheistic. now. It's really important that we remember that all of these different elements are not necessarily good or bad, they just are. These are just natural progressions and stages that people are going through. Now, there's probably things that stage blue people could do a bit better that would cause less of a reaction that might not cause some of these responses. Absolutely, there's lots to be learned from in here and and look at. Um, So if you're stage blue and you're thinking, oh, wow, why why do people go to college and react that way to the church? Why do they suddenly throw it? Oh, interesting, it's that. Well, it's gonna be hard for you because you're not gonna, Uh, necessarily like what they're being taught or agree with it but you can maybe learn and go oh well maybe I can adapt how I'm uh, putting forth information how I'm setting people up for when they do go to college now typically instead what stage blue do is they they criticize academic elites and they criticize the intelligentsia and 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 universities as trying to just create propaganda and, and create atheists out of christians and lead people astray so they demonize that but there's other options if you can be more self-aware, if you can be more um, aware of the spiral, which is very hard at these earlier stages of um, of, of blue and, and, and so on. But if you can, this might really set you up for how do I interact with my teenagers? How do I interact with my young adult son that, that's gone to the uni and just decided, no, I, I don't believe this stuff. Um, but, Atheism, agnosticism is not necessarily a negative thing. This can often be a very key thing. It can be a very important stage for people to work through. And often people have to reject the God they've come from because that God isn't very true. Um, It has been uh, untrue, or or it doesn't seem to work, it doesn't seem to line up. And so there's a reaction of I'm rejecting that God, I'm not actually ultimately rejecting the ultimate truth of the divine, the the being that holds us all together and and, and leads us forward and pushes us forward. I'm not necessarily rejecting that, I'm just rejecting what I got handed as a a child, as as growing up, uh, being in the church. Um, And so it's not necessarily a bad thing. Now. It can also uh, cause us to react differently than just becoming an atheist or agnostic. Plenty of people are at stage orange and have a very radical faith uh, in Jesus, and plenty of people go through stage orange without ever becoming an atheist or agnostic, okay? But it is common, okay? So that's why I bring it up. It's very, very common. You'll see it A lot and often we can get panicked we can freak out about that as a Christian uh, you go oh no they've lost their faith or anything but actually this can be actually a very real and and, an important part of the process of someone growing up and developing um, and and evolving Um, and so it's part of the transcending and including Um, so try not to get too hung up on people at this stage growing through this Um, losing their faith or backsliding. People get obsessed with this. And we see this again in deconstruction. Uh, Deconstruction is a key example of stage orange. It's very common. uh, As people start to rationally engage with this stuff, they deconstruct their faith. They start removing things that don't uh, make sense, don't add up, and they start adding things that do. Um, but people demonize that. They, they demonize it horrifically, but truly that's a good thing, getting rid of things that don't add up, that aren't true. Well, that's a good thing, getting rid of true things and, and, and uh, getting rid of lies and, and bringing in new new things that are true. That's a very healthy thing, and so we should be careful we don't demonize certain things just because we don't understand them or just because we didn't go through them or, or, or don't feel that we have to go through them. Um, at stage orange, there is... Um, there's, there's a world-centric view still, um, so we are still very egocentric, but we have brought a lot of that blue mentality, and we've actually evolved beyond the the, the, the mentality that, that there's a community or a group, and we start to look beyond ourselves and, and to the world, and we go, well, actually, there's a whole world here of individuals, um, and actually, that person in Saudi Arabia is still as much an individual as I am. Now it's still stage orange is egotistical enough that it will still put your preferences above someone else's. It will still want better for you and your family and even your country than it will for that person in Saudi Arabia. So there's going to be a little bit of a a wrestle there, but there will be a greater desire for tolerance and for compassion um, than there were before. Um, And so stage orange is a little bit of um, a confusing stage because um it, it does have some compassion for others, it does have tolerance for the rest of the world, but at the same time it wants what it wants, it desires, it's got this this egotistical driven sense of success and, and wanting the best. It it will demonize often uh, other people that haven't succeeded, and so at stage orange, it's very common for people to look on the poor, look on the disadvantage, and go, oh, they didn't try hard enough, they didn't, they didn't throw enough into it, they didn't, you know, really hustle, they didn't, you know, make the most of it. But it fails to see that that's actually not physically possible for every person. Not everyone gets the chance to hustle and make their way to a top. Yes, that's true. That some people can get more out of their life by doing this, and a lot of people can but a lot of people will never have that opportunity. Stage orange is a very privileged position, generally speaking. People at stage orange um, that are born into blue and orange regularly fail to see how privileged they are, especially if they are uh, one of these privileged um, places, like a white male that is Western, um, is generally more privileged than a uh, a black African that is uh, poor, obviously is going to have way less privilege and way less opportunity to rise to the top and become the next Bill Gates than someone that is in uh, California as a white male working in Silicon Valley, right? Those are two different people with very different opportunities. Now, it's not to say that if you're privileged, if you're a white male in California, um, that life isn't hard. Of course, there's hardship throughout all of life, but it fails to see just how hard it is for others because it's so egocentric, it's so centred on itself. And so orange can be very selfish in that way and fail to see um, its own privilege, its own benefits. Um, And and while it um, sees uh, other people and and can have tolerance and can have compassion for them, generally speaking, um, it just wants them to work as hard as they worked and surely they'll be as successful and it will often demonize those that haven't done that. Um, So it will look at, you know really rural poor areas in Africa or India or something like that and it will just go well you know like there's plenty of opportunities in India you could make millions if you really tried hard and threw yourself at it and maybe many people can and will but that's not true of every person in every situation um, you know and so it's it's, it's very uh, hard for someone at stage orange to see that um stage orange has a huge value for science. As I said, that looks like medicine as well. And so um, this is where we see like, you know, throughout the last few hundred years is where we've seen the greatest advancements in science and in medicine. And so it's things like uh, the orange is not a bad stage, as I keep saying, it's, it's, it's neither good nor bad. It has benefits and pros to each side. Now, stage orange can be so fixated on medicine that it can actually um, fail to see that medicine doesn't solve everything at times, okay? So stage orange at times uh, can be so rational and so scientific that it will want to fix everything with a pill, everything with a, with a surgeon's knife. Um, and often it fails to see the value of emotions and things like that. Now, um, so actually at times maybe uh, things like therapy and things like that that cause underlying issues that can result in, and manifest in physical issues aren't dealt with as well. Now, as I say that, more scientists are starting to move into later stages. They're starting to delve into the science of that and there's much more papers and there's more data and details and percentages and numbers behind that. Stage orange will naturally start to accept that because there's data, because there's rationality, because there's science. So, um, But stage orange, generally speaking, struggles with um, some of the quote-unquote soft sciences. They really like the hard sciences. Okay. Now, of course, the soft sciences are often the hardest sciences and the hard sciences are often the easiest sciences because um, there is such a murky gray area in the, uh, in the soft sciences. They are very hard to get tangible, quantifiable data from. Um, but medicine and science and numbers and research, these are all very stage orange um, views, um, so you'll see me in my memes, I quote a lot of stats and I read a lot of papers and I cite a lot of papers in, in my like little like images I make about certain things. That's because I'm very orange and I'm probably appealing to a lot of orange people that are looking for that. They want to qualify, well give me some stats. Stage orange, generally speaking, will place something like stats much higher than a Bible verse. Um, where stage blue wanted a Bible verse to approve of everything, stage orange doesn't really mind if you have a Bible verse or not, that's, that's nice and it's good and for some people at stage orange it's essential. But generally speaking, Stage Orange will want some hard cold facts. So if you tell them that um, a a homosexual is seven times more likely to kill themselves because they're in uh, Christianity and they've tried to get well within the frames of Christianity, Stage Blue will refute that immediately. Go, well, I don't see it. No, because, uh, you know, the church is only good and it's doing good. And look, the Bible says, you know, that it's, it's, it's good for you. It's great for you to be in Christianity. It's good for you to not be homosexual. It's good for you to be um heterosexual so it it would go to the bible the bible the bible god the bible god god the bible bible all stage blue but stage orange will just go uh, the first thing they'll think when you say something like that is going hey could you um give me the citation for that percentage can i see what paper that came out of can i see that that's actually a statistic and it's not just a made up fact um and so that's why you'll see me again and again trying to cite uh the, the the stats that I give because I know that a lot of you that follow are stage orange and that's your first thought. It's not what's the Bible verse behind that. It's what's the statistic. What's the, where does that come from? What paper? What research uh, work? What group that researched this? Uh, you know how are they funded? And these are things that stage orange is going to start thinking. Um, and so faith obviously will naturally start to be impacted quite heavily by this new dynamic. This huge importance of facts and figures. Um, Stage orange is, as I said earlier, quite greedy at times. Uh, Because it's very egocentric, because it's all about success and achievement, it very naturally leans towards greed and materialism. Capitalism is the core value and blood that runs through stage orange, right? So stage orange will almost always be very capitalistic. Um, very libertarian. Libertarianism is a huge stage orange. So Anne um, Rind, you know, all that kind of stuff loves, loves stage orange. It's all about you, the power of the individual. If we just gave free markets and individual freedoms, everyone would flourish and everything would kind of right itself and everything would be better. And of course, we know that that actually isn't the case. It it certainly works in incredible ways. Um, And so it's not that it's wrong. It's just that it's not Right. Uh, There's a lot more nuance and gray to these things. Um, And so uh, stage orange really thrives in values in this situation. In fact, stage orange will actually, even if it's not thriving based on these things, will still live in this and fully embrace it. And so you'll see people that believe in the the world of capitalism, the, the world of libertarianism, but actually not be benefiting from it at all, they're working day and night, they're working 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week, and they're barely getting by. They are they are the epitome of the hard worker, the person that's grinding and hustling, and they are not getting by, they're struggling, they're barely uh, making ends meet. And so this is a really interesting dynamic where the the belief is, is disconnected from the reality, but it's because of, uh, the, the belief is so core to, Uh, The stage I'm at, this egocentric uh, stage, this individualism, this success, that I I can't see that this isn't working for me. So then they just go, well, if I just worked a little harder, if I just wait for my right break, when I just position myself just right, then it will work. But that's how it does work, because see, it worked for that person and it worked for that person, so it's got to work for me. Um, Stage orange, Um, has a lot of room for competition. Healthy competition is constantly brought up, they love competition. So stage orange is always gonna love, like, oh, I've got a competitor, yeah, I'm gonna crush them, I'm gonna succeed, I'm gonna show them better. That's a real um, stage orange uh, perspective and view. Um, It's largely going to, it's going to disregard spirituality as a whole. So you're gonna see on the whole, people at Stage Orange are gonna disregard things that are quote unquote spiritual. So things like Buddhism, we're all connected, and Hinduism, and um, you know, reincarnation, uh, even things like the Bible being God's word, it's written by God, it's inspired by God, that kind of thing that, that just doesn't sit well with Stage Orange, they don't like that because they're too rational so you remember earlier on, I said that we had this, um, this, this kind of curve, the bell curve, where we started very spiritual, where everything is spiritual and we don't understand anything and anything that scientifically explains. well, we don't know how it is. So there's it's gotta be a God or a demon. So the sun going down at night is a demon attacking the sun, and, but it's rising, so the gods of sun, the sun god beat the moon god. or You know, it's, it's very spiritual. And then it starts to dip down and, and throughout red and blue, we're seeing a dip. Well, orange is the base. uh, this spiritual curve so at orange it hits the rock bottom where it goes orange just rejects it all it rejects the good and the bad of spirituality it um orange has no um nuance uh to see pre-rational spirituality or post-rational spirituality it sees it all as non-rational and therefore useless and not good. But we will see as time goes on, there's a post-rational spirituality that starts to develop and grow. And it doesn't reject rationality, it's built within the construct and and built upon rationality. Um, And so orange struggles with that. So it's gonna confuse someone at stage green that starts to open up to spirituality at yellow or beyond that can be very spiritual, um, you know, kind of transpersonal spirituality, very, very, very um, engaged and one with God. Um, in a very meaningful and real sense is completely written off because it's seen by orange as exactly the same as the purple person that's worshipping the sun god and scared of the moon god. They don't see the difference, stage orange. They just see it all as just this kind of magical mumbo jumbo. So orange is going to look at people that are religious and spiritual as people that just have a crutch because they don't understand, they're not rational. Um, And so Uh, that's something to be very aware of at stage orange. If that's you, you need to be aware that you're gonna write off a lot of things that are spiritual. Um, And as I said, at stage purple, while it thought everything was magical, what's funny about purple is at times it has very profound, real spiritual encounters. Because it ascribes everything to be spiritual, sometimes it's right right? A lot of the time it's absolute nonsense, but sometimes it absolutely nails it. It has profound experiences of God. Well, at stage orange, it's the opposite. Where you reject everything, you reject everything. You're going to really struggle to have any form of real spiritual encounter at this stage because you reject every spiritual encounter, anything that's spiritual. You just go, oh no, no, that doesn't make sense. It's not rational. I can't figure out what that is. And so therefore it must be nonsense. It must be crazy. Um, There's so much doubt and skepticism at skepticism at this stage okay so because this is a core tenant of stage orange is to doubt things to be skeptical now what i will say is you know the the, the fathers of skepticism the fathers of doubt the purians uh, um <laughs> what's fascinating is that they to be a true skeptic to be a true Pyrrhonist, you have to doubt doubt you have to be skeptic of skepticism and so um at stage orange stage orange is skeptical skeptical of everything except for itself It's not skeptical of itself, truly. Generally speaking, it thinks it's right. It it goes, well, I've rationally looked at all the things, so I am skeptical of that. I've looked through the data and I don't believe it. But it doesn't actually have any skepticism of its own ability to look at data, right? Its own ability to look at things. And so something that's quite interesting is you might see... um, Maybe the vaccination movement is a great, anti-vaccination movement is a great example. So anti-vaccination movement, you think, oh, this is like really early on, this is maybe like purple, this is maybe uh, blue or something like that. Or the flat earth again, is a very interesting example of orange. Now, again, you might think, oh, this is like purple or red or like some sort of prehistoric, like what they think the earth's flat. This has got to be backwards, right? But actually it's very stage orange, but it's stage orange that isn't skeptical of itself. Okay, so it's stage orange that starts to look into facts and and be rational and and be scientific. I'm looking at look. I'm looking at the ingredients of this vaccination and it's got aluminum in it. It's got mercury in it. Therefore, I've looked at this other bit of information and mercury is bad. And so now I know that this vaccination is bad. Um, But what it fails to see is that you're not a biologist right? You're not you're not a chemist. Um, you're not a, a, a biomedicine expert. You don't know how these chemicals work in the body. You don't even know that there's a nuance, right? So certain types of mercury don't actually graft to the human body and they go right through you. Um, but other types of mercury are deadly. And so a, a, a chemist or, or a biologist will tell you that the tuna that you eat has the type of mercury in it that's deadly and it can never leave your system. It will stay in your system forever and amass and, and maybe cause you ill and um, if, if you eat enough tuna, it will develop and build and build. I eat a lot of tunas. This is a scary fact for me, but they'll tell you that, right? But what they'll say is, well, actually, the mercury that is put in, in vaccination, first of all, is so minuscule in comparison. There's more mercury in a can of tuna than there is in this vaccination, um, but the type that's in a can of tuna is, while it's deadly in high doses, the type that's in a vaccination cannot cause any harm because it's, it's been proven to pass right through you. But when you are the skeptic and you don't actually know medicine, you don't know chemistry, you don't know biology, but you're not skeptical of yourself, your own ability to discern these things, you at stage red are a very dangerous skeptic and a dangerous scientist, right? because you're not a scientist, right you're applying um, you're applying the scientific method maybe, but it's not actually, Um, it's not actually working out to its full. Now, that's not meant to be a complete debunk of uh, anti-vax theories or a flat earth. If you're either of those, that's fine. I don't, you know, you you do you. Uh, I'm not not wanting to create a big argument about that, but I'm using it as an example of most people that are anti-vax do not have a background in biology or chemistry or medicine. Uh, I know there are a handful out there, but they're, they're very few. Um, and so it's important that we recognize that, right? Or it, it, it lives in its own bubble. So maybe another example of anti-vax goes, well, look at all these doctors, these doctors get paid to tell you to take this medicine. That's really, really, ske- I'm being skeptical of that, and that's really dangerous. But they don't apply skepticism broadly, right? So they don't go, well, let's look at other countries, where the doctors get paid nothing to give a vaccination. In fact, it costs doctors money to give vaccinations. Are they doing it? And you see that in every other country, all the doctors say, no, no, vaccinations are really good. And I would pay up my own pocket to make sure kids get vaccinations. And so these doctors don't benefit from big pharma or you know, they're not getting kickbacks. And so doctors that are written off in America because of a corrupt system um, are applied globally where the system is less corrupt, and there doesn't seem to be that same system of kickbacks and and being paid commission to give certain medicines, Um, and yet they still do the same thing. So maybe we could apply a more broad spectrum, look at it, and go, well maybe the doctors don't have necessarily um, any reason to give you a vaccination uh, beyond the kickbacks within America. So outside the rest of the world, that isn't there, so maybe I'm going to apply my skepticism more broadly. Okay, so that's really important because at stage orange, you're gonna value and think you're a great skeptic. You're good at doubting, you're being rational, you're applying science, but you must be skeptical. At this stage, you must apply your skepticism to yourself. And actually that's a key part of transcending stage orange. It's a key part of going through stage orange and, uh, and starting to step into stage green. Um, stage orange is a big lover of technology. Um, it's very success focused, okay? So, um, so it loves technology because technology is successful generally. It, it helps us do things easier, quicker, more efficiently, uh, bigger, better, faster, stronger. It's all technology, right? We love that. And so you'll see a lot of um, people that are heavily invested in technology, generally speaking, very orange. Um, they love technology, people that follow technology. People like Elon Musk is a very orange thinker. Now, he does have some elements of uh, of green, but very, very orange in a lot of ways. He's very successful, he's very uh, capitalistic and, and driven, um, he's he's built a great business, he's very good at amassing wealth and being successful, he's a hard worker, he he cripples his employees, right? It's a very orange employers uh, uh, are, generally speaking, not the best people to work for at times because They can really, really cripple you, right? They expect more of you if you're not successful, if you're not doing enough, you're you're just not doing enough. That's what it is. Well, you're not working hard enough, work harder. Um, I don't care how many hours you put in, you need to put in more until you're successful. Um, And so these can be really hard bosses uh, to to work under, but technology is a huge part of uh, stage orange. Um, Self-help becomes the new secularized religion. Okay, and so at stage orange, you're gonna see a lot of self-help. Now, again, none of, none of what I've said is good or bad inherently, okay? So we're just we're making observations of where stage orange is. So stage orange, as it swings away from religion, it still needs a lot of those elements that help it become better people, that help them keep a moral compass, that help them um, grow and develop and, and figure out how to do relationships well and how to um, grow as a person, how to become successful, right? So self-help is very success oriented and becomes the new religion of orange, right? So you're gonna see people at orange reading tons of self-help. Now you see people at later stages, and even people at earlier stages reading self-help. So I'm not saying if you see someone in a bookshop reading, you know, the um, Seven Effective Habits of Highly Successful People or whatever, you know, like that's that's not gonna say, oh, okay, that person over there is an orange, not necessarily. Okay, so again, we're not being so cut and dry, we're not being so black and white, we're not being so uh, un-nuanced. We, we, we must apply some nuance and, and look at the complexities of these uh, these things. But orange people will naturally be driven to uh, read a lot of self-help and and watch a lot of TED Talks and things like that. It's very orange in in its uh, mindset. Excellence is a huge part huge, huge part of uh, stage orange. So you're going to see people want to do something to the highest and best degree. So you think of like Apple is a really orange company, right? It's all about how do we do it the best we can in the most perfect way? How do we become? Yeah, our competitor already does that, but we're going to do it in an excellent way, right? And that's what makes things like the iPhone successful. Very uh, Occasionally has some big innovations in doing something completely new, but generally speaking, it's going, oh, our competitor's done that for a couple of years, but it's not that great. How do we do it so that people just are, Oh wow! This is perfect. It just works. It's easy. It works forever. You know that's what Apple is all about. A very excellent mo- motivation, and of course, it works. For them, they're very successful, right? I mean, biggest company on the planet. You know, the, they're 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 sitting on more cash than a lot of countries, right? Um, and so very very successful, um, very success orientated. Um, Apple and, and you know people like um, Steve Jobs and, and and things like that. Um, Being the best, being a winner, that kind of language, when you hear that from people, that's very, very orange. People that go, oh, I'm going to be the best, I'm going to be the greatest, I'm going to be a winner. You know, that person over there is a loser, I'm a winner. That is very orange mindset, is how people see the world, is they see it through the lens of winners and losers, uh, you know, it is it is seen very hierarchy. Now that's just actually a good point to mention why Stage Orange starts to love Spiral Dynamics. This is why, why people become open to Spiral Dynamics is they see it as self-help. They can work their way up the stages. They see it as a hierarchy, right, with winners at the top and losers at the bottom. So the winners are at stage yellow, the losers are at stage purple or whatever, you know, beige. Um, again, that is not what stage, Spiral Dynamics is. It's not, it's not, it's not. And because you're at stage orange, green, maybe uh, any other stage, wherever you are at, if you're not at stage yellow yet, you're only going to be able to see this as quite hierarchical. You're gonna really struggle to see the, the, the complexities of accepting what every stage is good, every stage is okay. Um, that's gonna be really, really hard for you. But at stage orange, it's really hard. You just wanna get to the highest part. How do I get to the top, Phil, right? So if you're listening to this series, you're like, okay, fine, I'm stage orange and you know, I need to get to stage yellow. Well, how do I do that? How do I get through stage orange, get through stage green, get to the top and get to yellow? And then if I find out something else is more, well, how do I get higher than that? I wanna go, I wanna become a winner, I wanna be the best, I wanna be the most successful. Very orange mentality. And the hardest part for stage orange, in some sense, once you become aware of the spiral, is accepting that they can't force growth. You can only facilitate growth. Um, It it can only happen in its own time as you go through the motions of of, of working out your stage and working out the the extremes of it so that you can find the limitations, transcend, and include. That's just a natural process, and you can't um, can't really force it. You can't really force yourself to go up through the stages. You can't skip stages. That's very frustrating to orange because you don't want green. You hate green, and we'll go into that more in a bit. but you, you want to climb, you want to be a winner, right? So winner is really important. Never-ending growth is a mentality of orange, right? So there's, 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 there's abundance, there's loads, there's, you know, there's no limit. But that's not true. You know, the, the world does have limits. The world does only have so many resources. You know, there is only so much money uh, to go around. And so uh, with stage orange, we see a massive disparity between the wealthy and the poor. And when stage orange is in power, we see that gap widening. So we see inequality and the the, the wealth gap being made bigger and bigger and bigger. And so um, I think they announced uh, just last week, uh, it was that the top uh, 400 people in the world have more money than the lower 50% of the entire world. 400 people. Um, And it's fascinating because we've seen again and again, lots of studies, so if you're a stage orange, you might wanna look into this, lots of studies have shown that the number one um, qualifier, the the number one correlator between people living long and healthy lives is that there is less of an inequality of wealth. And so the bigger the inequality of wealth in a country, the more people live sick and for shorter periods of time. And so actually if you want your country to benefit and for people to live long and healthy lives you're going to want less of that inequality. And that's not to say that some people work harder and deserve more money than someone else. I'm not saying that everyone, you know, accepts uh, you know, uh, communism and everyone gets paid the same or doesn't get paid at all. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that when someone as a CEO works 40 hours a week and gets paid, you know, 140,000 times as much as uh, data analyst in his company that works 40 hours a week, that's not healthy, that's not right. Uh, there's something disconnected there. Um, and, and so this is the capitalistic dream, right? This is how it works. Well, you're paid for your value, for your worth, for how hard you've worked, you know, for what's the, the you know, that's that's part of it. And if you're stage orange, you might really dislike me saying that, but that's part of um, the transcending inclusion, recognizing well actually this is really unhealthy and actually it causes really unhealthy outcomes. It, it, it does uh, affect the nation. It affects people, it affects people's health. Um, and so it's a really fascinating study. Um, uh, if you want to uh, mention it in the comments and, uh, and I'll, I'll find a link to it and post it, um, or you can quickly Google yourself. Uh, there's some really interesting studies about, around that. So in, So the wealth gap is a very big thing that's, that's, that's created and driven at Stage Orange. Um, where are we at? Sorry. Um, Orange really desires tangible things. It doesn't like things like philosophy, um, even theology. It's, it's, too, it's too intangible. It's too uh, air, like wiffle waffle. It's, it's too fluffy. It doesn't really have a tangibility, right? I can't look at data. I can't look at statistics. I can't look at percentages. Uh, you know, you can't look at the hard cold data of a philosophical theory. Uh, maybe you could, if, if you really tried hard, you could make some sort of study around how it might affect people in a specific quantitative way. But generally speaking, it's, it's very hard and people don't like uh, things like this when they're at stage orange. Um, stage orange, uh, where are we at? Sorry, I'm just kind of looking through my notes. Um, stage orange loves, okay, so if you're watching this and, and I can recognize this because this is me, stage orange loves acquiring skills and knowledge and education. Okay, so information is stage R and is like, oh, it's just food, right? It loves being more intelligent, more knowledgeable, more skillful, um, it's all about that success and, and, and achievement. And all these things aren't bad, right? It's, it's, it's good things, it's really great things that come from that, right? You want a doctor that has the best skills. You want um, to go to, Uh, you know, uh, someone for help that has the most information. That's really good, like, right? I want the chef with the best skills to cook my steak. No question, absolutely, that sounds great. Um, So people at Stage Orange want to develop their skills. They want to read and and, and amass information. They're constantly studying. Um, They love um, amassing information. Um, Stage Orange is very very anti-dependence on people, on religion, on government. Um, they see things like that as a crutch. So they see any kind of dependency as a crutch, as as a negative thing. And this is something I really have to work on myself. Um, uh, I'm independent to a fault for sure. Um, And so Stage Orange really has to wrestle with that and work through that and recognize that yes there's healthiness to being independent yes it's good to be independent and and to to be self-sufficient in many ways but no it's not good for you to be alone it's not good for you not to connect with people around you and rely on them and, and benefit from having them in your life and having them. Uh, help you grow and develop, that's all really good and healthy things. And that's part of what will bring stage orange people to the next level is is opening up to that, finding out that there's a limitation to just doing this on my own, just being me achieving success. Um, And there's a value in us achieving success. That's a really good and valuable thing. Um, Stage uh, Orange loves money, sex, possessions, uh, being cool, uh, you know, gadgets, consumerism, makeup, pop culture, celebrities, social media, um, you know, wearing branded clothes. These are all like core values of stage orange because it's all about success, right? Me wearing uh, Gucci shoes shows how successful I am, right? Celebrities, well, they are the picture of success, right? So that is my goal. Like That's proof that if you just do the right thing, well, you are successful and everyone values you and people will value me if I can be like that. Um, and so you see uh, people buying the makeup that Kim Kardashian recommends, people uh, buying the, the weird health uh, advice stuff that Gwyneth Paltrow r- r- recommends. It doesn't matter what the celebrity or how it works, people are just drawn to that, right? And so that's a prime example. So, so some people can be at stage um, orange and still fall for some really weird things because a celebrity endorses it or someone famous endorses it or a scientist. Sometimes stage orange can fail to be skeptical of its own group. And so, scientism is a problem at stage orange. We, we value scientists, but we fail to be skeptical and doubt and, 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 be, and apply scientific methods to scientific uh, process. Um, and so sometimes a scientist will say something and it's just an opinion or it's not really fully been proven yet, but it's a theory they're working out and they, they've maybe come up with a, a working uh, outline, but they've not really done the work and come to the conclusion yet, but they might say, oh, I'm pretty confident this will happen. And then we run with it, right? Uh, and we, we, we run with it and we say, oh, this, it's done, you know? And we'll see this in newspapers that, you know, it'll post things on online and say scientists have found the cure to cancer right and you see that post every couple of weeks on Facebook or Reddit or wherever it is you're on um, and you'll see this every few weeks and when you actually look at the study it's a oh we saw that there was a decrease in cancerous tumor cells in mice when we did this one thing in ridiculously high doses but we also killed a bunch of the mice or we also did this or or we don't actually know if that will translate into humans and it's actually like 10 years before we even get to human trials and then it doesn't work so we've run ahead and we've just gone, well, scientists said that this thing worked on cancer. So we then run with it. Um, and so there's this, this lack of ability of, of being skeptical of our own uh, group, our own, our own work. Um, and so we need to be careful of that. S- Stage Orange love things that are done by mass, mass production, mass marketing, uh, because it's effective. They love like big consumerism and um, they love buying you know dollar Uh, t-shirts, right? So I've said branded stuff, but also they love the efficiency of going into a small uh, company and buying a dollar t-shirt rather than the $10 or the $20 t-shirt that was grown, uh, you know, from proper cotton or from bamboo instead of, you know, cotton that was used on a on an unethical area or had unethical work practices or didn't pay the workers very well or it was transported because it was done so far away, it was transported in a way that's destructive to the environment and it could have been a lot more expensive but better for the world or, you know, or better for that worker because they're getting paid a proper wage because you're not paying a dollar for the t-shirt, you're paying $10 or whatever it looks like. Stage Orange doesn't really care about that stuff because it's very driven about itself. It's about its own success. How do I save money? Well, I to save money. I'll have more money and I'll be more successful. So I don't really care if that person doesn't get paid for their job as much because it's really ultimately about me. Um, and so in theory, in my intellect, I might go, well, it's important they get paid for their work. Yeah, that's, that's the capitalistic dream. They, they, But, well, there's a market, if they were wanting to be really competitive, they would just drive their prices down and be competitive and then they would get paid because more people would buy their product. And it, it's, it's very, um, it's very, uh, yeah, it's just very <laughs> um, very interesting stuff um, how, how this mentality can work. Um, so stage orange uh, leadership will often look quite different from stage blue and earlier. So stage uh, red was very much whoever hit him on the head hardest and took the leadership. It was very strength orientated. Well, we see a swing back. With ego, we see a swing back to strength. Now, that doesn't mean you hit them on the head, although it can at times. It's just much more devious, much more... Uh, uh, nuanced, much more um, subtle. Um, but generally speaking, it's about who's the most qualified, who's the most skilled, who's 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 got the most uh, power, who's the most successful, who's the most uh, rich. These are important things for Stage Orange and who they value and who they put in charge because success is evidence of being good and being right and being powerful and making good decisions. Um, and so um, when Trump ran for office, one of his one of his statements was well i've made billions you know I, i'm very successful i've run multiple businesses look at all the hotels i have i'm successful and people thought yeah wow that's a good point i would like that i would like that kind of success in government um so whether that worked out or not whether it's right or wrong that's just it's just the way certain people think it orange is well yeah that's a that's evidence of um being a good leader and i would say it is at times so yes if it's things like skill right so I think that uh, if you are a absolute genius at economics, maybe you should be making some economical decisions in the country rather than, uh, you know, someone who just happens to be someone's son. Or uh, you know, or was malicious enough to hit someone over the head and get themselves into a position. So it read, it was who could manipulate their way in, who could strong arm their way in, who could make an aggressive threat or or murder someone. Very very aggressive and dangerous, but they were in charge, and you don't want them making economical decisions because they're probably not very good at economics, right? Um, but in blue, it was very much, well, who did God pick, right? So who was naturally uh, God ordained? Who did God pick? Who did the pastor say was right? Or who did the Pope say was the, the rightful king? Um, and again, those people probably not great at economics. They might be a lot better than the average Joe because they've lived a privileged life and they've been groomed and grown up to understand some of these things, but they're not gonna be better than a professor of economics, right? They're not gonna be better than some of the best economics, uh, mind, economical minds in the world. That's who would be a much better person to make some economical decisions. Um, now, at stage blue, we saw a lot of um, nepotism and we saw a, um, a lot of uh, God ordained. That was, that was kind of the way that uh, leadership was picked. So at this stage, we're seeing a lot more picking up around skills, there's democracies, there's voting. Um, it seems more fair. Um, Of course, democracy is always warped and twisted and shaped by different factors as well. And it also, it's a major player as far as what stage people are at in that democracy, right? Because that's gonna influence how they vote and how they can be manipulated to vote as well and who they vote for. Um, But we also see a lot of oligarchy in, in stage orange, right? So we're gonna see a lot of rich, powerful people Playing games, positioning their friends, all that kind of stuff. So you think of Russia, Putin, and all his buddies, all his cronies coming into, uh, you know, the the dissolving USSR, and 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 position themselves, and 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 hooking their friends up, and and making sure their friends are in positions of power. And you see this again and again uh, in places like Russia. It's a great example, but you see it again in in uh, in America. We see that through a lot of the way that. Um, positions are given, you know, uh, oh, you're high up in this company, well, we'll bring you in into this, uh, this board in government that's making some decisions or we'll bring you into the FDA or whatever, uh, because you obviously have some expertise and skills, so that makes sense. But then what you see is then people in that industry bribing people in that position, well, we'll give you a much better job when you come out if you make some decisions that are maybe not best for the public based on your skill, but are based on how much money you wanna make. And then when you come out, once you've made, jobs or uh, or or got rid of regulation or whatever it might be, then we'll give you that powerful job. And so there's all sorts of backroom, money, success-driven, capitalism-driven uh, concepts. And this is where we see as well, at this stage of orange, we see while capitalism is valued, um, there's some weird dynamics where capitalism is true for those at the lowest points of society, but those at the very peak of society generally live in a kind of socialistic world so it's not the poor that get bailouts when the banks go bust and everyone loses their homes the poor lose their homes but the banks get a bailout because they're too big to fail and they're important right um, and so we see things like that you know it's like oh there's a huge crash well everyone's going to lose all their cars because they've got all this finance on cars we better bail out the auto industry. Not the individuals that are losing their cars. We could just buy the cars off the car uh, for the people, right? So that's not what happens. It doesn't work like that. It, generally speaking, there's a bit of um, a bit of insidiousness at this stage as well, where Stage Orange peddles certain concepts of capitalism, but those that are uh, benefiting the most from it often don't live in capitalism. They live in a place of, oh, well, those that are capitalistic, will they pay, those are the most benefit benefited from it, those are the richest, will they pay the least taxes? So there's all sorts of playoffs at this stage that Stage Orange struggles to see. Like we were saying, the person that's working 60 hours a week and working harder than his boss, fails to see that he's working harder than his boss. He still thinks his boss must be working harder and he must not be working hard enough. He fails to see that there's probably some dynamic where generally his boss is just benefiting from him working hard and actually can work less hard because his workers are working so hard. Um, that this capitalistic dream, this dream of like, if you just work, you'll be better, um, doesn't always play out this way. So again, there's pros to this, there's cons. Um, it's not always true. It's not always fully true. And we need to look at some of the nuances. This is gonna be what helps us transcend. Um, so stage orange can be, um, Uh, It it loves reality and objective stuff, as we said, This this, this simplicity. Stage orange is where we start to see the separation of church and state, okay? So we saw the enlightenment, we saw the church and the state starting to pull apart. Stage orange is very big on this. They do not like the church making decisions for the state. Because they see the state as a democracy, they see the state as run by people who have skills, who are successful, who know what they're doing. They see the church as something that's just picked by God, which they see as totally irrational. So they don't like an overlap. They don't like uh, God or a magical book as they see it, like that's total nonsense, making decisions on something that they see is very important um, and, and needs to be rational, needs to be scientific, needs to be made by experts. Um, and so there's this overlap needs to be cut. So we see separation of church and state at this stage, and it's a huge value. Um, stage orange will believe that everything can be explained if we give it long enough. If we just keep doing science, we'll have an answer for every unknown thing in the universe. So stage orange, even though it has a lot of mystery, even though it doesn't know what's going on, it'll cut a quark in half and start spinning one side and the other side will start spinning even though we've not touched it. Or it will um, separate them by a mile and uh, they'll both be spinning in one direction, and then you change the direction of the other, and the other will change the direction, even though we're a mile apart. And it will go, well, we have no idea what's going on there, right? So there's a mystery. And so stage purple would probably go, well, the gods are in charge. The gods are spinning it. And stage orange will go, well, we don't know, but we will figure it out. So we'll just keep doing science. And we're not going to say that there's anything mystical. We're not going to say there's anything we don't uh, we'll say well we don't know yet but we will figure it out that's that's the orange mentality there is always a scientific and rational explanation for everything that's very important at this stage the way that we see things and um, sage orange will look at consciousness right so who are we what what is observing me and um, they look at it as the brain it's the brain right you could cut a brain out and you'd have consciousness um, so where other people at different stages will go, well, who is observing the brain, right? Who, who, when I have a thought about a thought, who is doing the observing of the thought? What is, is there a, a thing beyond just my thoughts in my brain? Or is my, even a thought in the brain, is the brain a slave to something beyond that, to something bigger than that? Or am I just a bunch of atoms bouncing around inside a, a shell of atoms? Um, and so, generally speaking, that's what stage orange would believe. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just some electronic impulses in a brain. Uh, that has evolved to just uh, control this human body that would feed itself so that it can keep living. It's, it's You're just a bunch of cells that, that have just evolved into a more evolved uh, and um, advanced system. Uh, and so very, very cold, clinical, um, tangible, um, objective, observable. These are all things that, that stage orange deeply value. Um, if it's not quantifiable, it just isn't. Real. Um, knowledge, so just like it acquires possessions and loves materials and possessions, it loves knowledge. Stage orange just loves information, as we said. Um, generally speaking, stage orange will dislike a lot of feminine traits, so it's very masculine. Now, that's not to say it's male or and it hates female, Uh, that can be how it it, it works at times, but I'm saying masculine and feminine as uh, traits. And so if if we apply historically, we look at certain traits like um, uh, weakness or love or compassion, mercy, tenderness, these are very feminine traits we've seen as versus strength and might and rationality and and things that, that are seen as more masculine traits. Now, plenty of women have these masculine traits and plenty of men have these feminine traits. But at stage orange these feminine traits whether they're held by a male or a female are generally looked down upon and so that's something that's um important that we that we understand that there's a predisposition to value masculine traits more at this stage Um, and so you're not going to see much of a pushback against patriarchy even though it starts to value individuals even though we start to see women getting the vote even though we start to see the the dissolving of um the abolition of slavery and things like that because of stage orange You're not going to see too much um, of a a pushback against uh, patriarchy. You're not going to see a huge rise in feminism. The rise in feminism you're going to see at this stage of stage orange is very individually feminist. It's not about women in general. It's about me, a woman. How dare you put me down? I should be successful. And there is room for a successful female because generally speaking, a successful female at this stage looks like very alpha quote unquote, looks like masculine, right? Looks strong and confident and, and it takes power and it's, and it's, it's knowledgeable, and it, right? These are the values that are very much held at stage orange and that's okay because those are all masculine traits. But a successful woman at this stage is not seen as a woman, uh, you know, nurtures and cares and looks after children perhaps or something like that. That's, that's not gonna be successful. Um, it might be seen as the role of a woman but it's not gonna look like success. Um, and so, generally speaking, at this stage, uh, a powerful woman that becomes a businesswoman will be looked on more uh, p- uh, more uh, positively than a woman that stays at home and looks after children. That's 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 less uh, valuable and, and interesting. So. Um, Women that are very orange won't always look like men that are orange because maybe they do have more feminine traits uh, to some degree, but they will often have a lot of these traits. So they, they may be very uh, success driven. They may like want lots of possessions, Maybe very materialistic, May that celebrity culture. They may want to develop businesses. They may be really into self-help, um, growing. They may be very into feminism, but very much in a what about me um, perspective. Um, but women will generally go through stage orange quicker than men because stage orange is less um, supportive of women than stage orange uh, than than stage green is so it's there's gonna be a natural progression to move into green so this is a benefit for some women is you're naturally going to grow through orange easier but you're also going to struggle to uh to stay uh to move into orange from stage blue so it's uh whether you're actually better off or not is a big question, but you, you, you will lean more towards green because green starts to embrace a lot of the feminine sides. Um, orange does help people. So it loves uh, it, it does believe in individuals and it believes that everyone is important. So it, it does help people, but it's generally doing it at a distance. It doesn't like to get too involved. So it will fund missionaries, but generally speaking, it won't go as a missionary. It will, um, you know, Uh, It will build an app that helps someone in another country or it will start a business that that helps uh, people in another country. But again, it's very mindset of building an app which will develop me money, I'll be successful. or I'll build a business that can help other people in different countries, but I'm gonna be successful. My business is gonna grow and make lots of money. Um, It doesn't like having to get down and dirty um, uh, and requiring too much compassion or empathy. Um, orange is very hedonistic again because it's very individual. It loves uh, entertainment. So while blue demonized a lot of entertainment, um, orange loves it. It loves sitting binging Netflix. It loves going out. It loves drinking and and all sorts of different excessive activities because it's very hedonistic. Okay, not saying good or bad in any different ways, but it just is. Um, it in orange we'll start to see a rise in comedy. Uh, people speaking out against the system, having a laugh, enjoying that. We'll see a lot of vulgarity and um, and cursing. So you'll see a lot of people starting to curse and swear that never used to. Um, yeah, so let's let's move on from the traits. Now I hope you're realizing I'm spending a lot of time on this um, because it's an important stage for us. So this is gonna be longer, it's gonna be more in depth. You're welcome to stop it, pause it, tend to ten- think about it, contemplate it, go away for a day, come back that's okay. We're going to look at this as a whole, uh, in, in one chunk, but, uh, but it is a big chunk. So I get that. Okay. But I'm, I'm wanting to give you loads of examples, loads of traits, loads of, um, qualifiers so that you really can get your head around this trait, uh, at this stage, sorry. And I'm hoping that if you are orange and when you listen to the intro, you're like, yeah, I'm pretty yellow. You're starting to realize, oh gosh, there's a lot of orange in me. This is, this is very much, part of where I'm at and and that's okay it really is okay it's not a negative stage okay so try not to look at stages as positive or negative even though at orange you're going to struggle to that you're going to think that stage uh yellow is the best and green is a little bit less good and and then orange is a little bit less good and then blue is a little bit right and that's how you're going to think but try not to do that try not to get too sucked into that and if you are orange embrace it figure it out work through it and grow when you're ready okay excuse me Right, so let's look at some examples, okay? So how does this actually work out? Well, like we talked about, the Enlightenment was a great example of stage orange, people rising up and wanting their own autonomy, wanting governments, wanting democracies, so we see the birth of democracy comes out as orange. The Reformation in some way um, was Martin uh, Luther standing up, being uh, an individual going, I've read this, I I don't care what the, the Pope says, I don't care what stage blue says, I am seeing something different, right? it's a very individualistic movement. The Protestant movement is very individualistic, right? It's rising up, but it's very stage blue, right? So it's birthed in an orange mindset, but it's very, very stage blue. It's very us, our mentality, our group, our thus saith the Lord, right? So Martin Luther becomes the blue spokesperson for God, who is the blue deity, right? So it's still very blue in its mentality, but the the action of reformation is, is quite stage orange. Wall Street, obviously very orange, right? You think of the Wolf of Wall Street, the characters in that, right? They're just the sheer excess, not even able to spend their money, just wild. Very, very orange, all about success, all about money, all about possessions. Um, Scientists, very stage orange, very rational, all about science, all about what do I perceive. Um, The middle class, generally speaking, will be very orange um, because it's working for them, right? The lower class, it's not maybe as working as much, um, and so it might become an, a pipe dream or an idealistic dream to escape the lower class, but the middle class, it works for. And and so orange is kind of just accepted, oh, it does work, doesn't it? And it fails to see its privilege, it fails to look at the lower class and see that it's not working. They just see the lower class as people that aren't working hard enough. And um, market capitalism, we talked a lot about capitalism and libertarianism, um, very stage orange, uh, you know, the, 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 the liberal self-interest kind of concept. Um, most of the world's, uh, the civilized world, the Western world, the Western Europe, uh, North America, most of those institutions are going to be modern, okay? Um, Now, you're going to see parts of the world that are very earlier in their stage. So maybe look at something like China, which is very red and and, and blue. Um, So things like communism, very blue. Um, You know, the, the way that their society operates is very blue. It's very status quo. It's very Uh, don't sit your heads up a parapet. It's very much God has put this person in charge or believe in God, but like this person has been put in charge and that's their right. And we don't question that. Um, But actually very, very orange from a business perspective. So actually it's business and it's capitalism and it's growth and it's it's, uh, it's the markets expanding and and it's all this influx and money and cash that is actually causing it to to start to see some orange growth. And so that's actually gonna be a good thing for China and and may well start to bleed into its um, government as time goes on. You look at what's happening in Hong Kong and its uprising against China, Hong Kong being a very orange society given back to a blue society. And then the blue society trying to put its rules on top of an orange society. And it's not taking it, it's not having it, it's individualistic, it's taking to the streets, it's marching, it's speaking out. Um, So it's very natural clash of orange and blue. Um, marriage for love is an orange concept so uh, we've not talked much on my uh, podcast or anything about marriage too much but marriage has never been for love up until a couple hundred years ago you didn't marry someone because you loved them you married someone because it was a business arrangement because it was Uh, It it secured the family's assets, it secured the family's interests, it connected different families together. Even poorer families still didn't marry for love, generally speaking. It was made, decision made between parents for something that benefited both groups of parents in one way or another. Whether it was we just got a bunch of cows for a daughter, whether it was I'm a potato farmer and that person who's got a daughter has a turnip farm and maybe if we combine we can create the ultimate you know, stew. Um, No, you know, like it it was always what's beneficial, what what works and and how does that work? It was only in the enlightenment that the concept of marrying solely over do you love this person came about and and really started to be valued. Now, there were people throughout history that did marry for love, of course, um, and there are lots of people that married and fell in love. In fact, that that was something that was quite unique about the Jewish and Christian principle of marriage is that they believed that you should love the person that you were made to marry. But they didn't think you should love the person, then marry them. They didn't have that concept of like, oh, wait till you fall in love and then marry. You know, going on a date didn't exist until a couple hundred years ago. And in fact, in most of the world, it still doesn't exist, right? It's still very, very forward thinking. And so the concept of marrying for love came out of the Enlightenment. And they were like, well, what if we just actually got to choose? What if it was about me? It wasn't about what my parents wanted, right? It wasn't about what works best for the government or for my family or for my parents. What about I fall in love with someone and I want to marry them? That's where... Marrying someone for love comes. So it's a beautiful, um, exciting new thing. Um, and it's important we think about that, right? It's important we see that as a new idea because when we open up our Bible and we go, well, the Bible says this about love uh, or marriage, we fail to see that it's not saying anything about the marriage we know about, right? The marriage we know about is very different to the marriage that they were talking about. It's a completely different concept. You're marrying someone by choice for love versus being put into a relationship for a, uh, a selfish interest of someone else, um, and then having to choose to love that person and fall in love with them. It's a very different concept and a different thing. Um, and so we need to be careful when we say, well, the Bible says this about marriage, it might not be directly applicable to today. Um, Republicans, very orange. Now, I know I mentioned Republicans in blue. Now, Republicans are interesting because they are the overlap between blue and orange. And so you're gonna see um, a lot of Republicans um, that are very uh, success-orientated, achievement-orientated, very focused on capitalism, free markets, um, libertarianism, all very orange traits. Um, But of course, many Republicans will have very blue beliefs, very blue faith, um, and, and believe in a blue civilization and a structure in many ways. Now, what's interesting is many Republican leaders, generally speaking, don't have a blue faith, but they will pretend to or play up to because they know that a blue person will vote every day for someone that says, you believe what they believe and you will uphold what they believe. And, and so that's a very key element. And so while actually most Republican leaders and people in Congress, Senate, things like that are probably more orange, they will often downplay that or maybe not need to downplay it too much because blue doesn't demonize a lot of that. Um, but they will focus more on the blue elements. Now, some of them will be um, orange in different ways, right? So Democrats are also very orange. Um, They tend to be orange-green. So there's one group that are straddling one end of orange and the other group that are straddling the other because Democrats in their orangeness um, tend to be often less focused on uh, business, capitalism, uh, you know self-interest all these kind of elements but more focused on rationality of science of um of individual freedoms and and, auto- and you know individual rights and things like that so they lean more towards that and then with a the green element which is very world focused it's very inclusive it's very we are all one in a, in a mentality and um, it causes it to lean more in that democratic way um, versus the Republican sense, which causes it to lean more towards blue. And so what you really have is very green and blue ideals kind of being managed by people that are very orange in the middle, but their orangeness naturally gravitates them towards one side or another. And so you're gonna see people that are, you know, 50, 60, 70% orange, but they have 10, 15, 20%, you know, uh, 30% uh, green, or they might have, you know, like 10, 20, 30, 40% um. Blue. And so we're going to see differences here. And now this is not to say that Democrats are better than Republicans because they're leaning towards green. Again, green isn't better than blue, or blue isn't better than orange, or orange isn't better than green, or green isn't better than know, that's just not how we're we're to work here, and it's not how you're to see the system, it's not how you're to use the system, okay? Um, But it's just understanding the mindsets, the worldviews, how our growing psyche affects these things, okay? So how, as we develop in the way we see things and the way we grow, how it then affects different elements. Um, So of course, you know, uh, uh, someone is at stage green, Uh, might have a more developed outlook on the world and how things work than someone that's at stage uh, red. But the truth is a stage green government would be horrific for a group of people that are at stage red. And so actually we don't want that necessarily. The ideal, of course, would be to have people that are in charge that are at stage yellow, who understand the spiral, understand different people at different stages, want the best for every person at every stage. They don't want the best for stage yellow. That's irrelevant to them. They want the best for every stage. So what's best for stage yellow, if it's not best for stage blue, is put to the side and we figure out something that's best for all of us. Um, That's a stage yellow mentality, and that's of course why that sort of leader would be ideal. Um, But that's gonna be very hard to do, uh, generally speaking, because those types of people tend to sit to the backgrounds, tend to work behind the scenes, tend not to rise to the front. Um, Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but um, stage uh, orange, we were talking about Republicans and Democrats, both very orange. you are a great example, probably, of stage orange. You probably have a lot of orange in you. uh, de- uh deconstructionists, you know, deconstructionism, um, the process of deconstructing in your faith is very, very orange. It's starting to think for yourself. It's starting to use rationality. It's maybe applying science. It's looking at the Bible critically, not just... Uh, you know, with an open mind to God uh, speaking through it, but actually with a critical lens of going, well, what does it actually say? And does that actually mean something that is true or is actually incorrect? Is there incorrect elements to the Bible? That's a very orange uh, approach to the Bible. Uh, Protestant liberal churches can be very orange. Um, so you find that in a variety of mainline denominations. Um, you know, the Uh, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Methodist, uh, Congregational, United Church of Christ, uh, Unitarian uh, Universalist Church, um, a lot of non-denominational churches, they'll be very um, liberal in their their views, um, and that might lean more into the orange, they're starting to look at things more uh, rationally let go of a lot of the spirituality. They don't even believe in things like the, the Virgin Mary birth or, you know, that Mary's a virgin, or maybe they don't believe that Jesus really did miracles. It's just people that didn't understand the way the world worked, saw him who was so enlightened doing things. They saw him as a miracle worker, but maybe he just understood medicine and things. Like that. You know, so this is a very orange kind of mindset, trying to reinterpret their faith, trying to builds something around their faith so they can keep their faith, they can keep their Christianity, but they can see it from a very orange perspective, from an orange worldview. Um, Mega churches are very interesting, right? Because generally speaking, they will believe very blue, okay? So generally speaking, a big church like um, Hillsong, Bethel, Jesus Culture, you know, these big churches, uh, and I could name them all day, you know, it's just a few examples, I'm not trying to beat up on them, are very blue in the way they believe Uh, The way they vote, the way they think, the way they read the Bible, the way they connect with God. But they're very orange in the way they do church. And so they are all about excellence. They're all about it being the best. They're all about being successful and achieving something. They're quite self-helpy, right? A lot of Christians criticize these kind of movements, like people like Joel Osteen, because he's too self-helpy. He's too about like, he's not, he's not really, uh, you know, doing enough Bible work with real Bible study. He's just giving you a self-help talk. So that's very orange. Uh, uh, it's, it's blue criticizing an orange perspective, but it's also orange in its capitalistic sense, right? So if you want to listen to this week's sermon, well, you've got to buy it on CD, or you know, subscribe to our online service, or something like that, right? So there's 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 very much uh, that dynamic. I remember uh, talking to a mega church recently, and, and they had a great resource for people that needed help. It was a it was a, a, a kind of counseling service, and I knew that they were what, some of the best that there are. And and this person was really struggling and I I got in touch and I said, look, I've got someone I'm working with. They're really, really struggling. And in this area, I know that you're probably some of the best people that could work with him. You probably believe very similar to him, even though we believe differently. You probably believe very much where this guy is. Would you be able to help him? Would you be able to reach out? He's really struggling. He's he's in a bad place. And um, they said, yeah, here's a list to uh, our services and how much they cost. Have him get in touch. And I was kind of blown away because this guy just, he has no money, he's, he's in a really hard way. And I said to him, look, he, he doesn't have any money. And they're like, oh, we're really sorry. And that was a response, we're really sorry. He has no money, we can't help him. Very capitalistic, very um, money driven, very financially uh, driven, very orange. Okay, now I'm not saying every church that has these mentalities. I'm sure some churches would have gone, Oh, that's no problem. We have some mechanism for, you know, giving him free help and we'll pay the counselors through some other fund, you know, through some, some other donation or process or who knows, right? So I'm not saying that's across the board what all churches are like, not at all. And I'm not saying every mega church is like that at all either. But generally speaking, this can be quite a, a key component to a lot of Christianity. There's a lot of criticism of the, the business of american church um and and that's very common it's very common here in europe as well to some degree there's a lot of business orientated church um doing that kind of model um now i'm not saying people don't need paid if you're counseling people for a living you should get paid right i i i don't have a salary but i need to pay my bills and i i hope that people give me money every now and again as a donation or whatever um you know like I need to pay my bills. So I'm not saying that you should never pay people that do something that's beneficial for people or or people need that that thing. Um, It's something that I really wrestle with a lot of like, how do I maintain everything I do for free, but still manage to, you know, put food on the table and keep a roof over my head. Those are real practical concerns. So how do you do that? So I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's simple, but um, and people that are at stage orange their conclusion is going to be well, we'll charge we, we'll charge for things right We charge in the world for you know an accountancy service or if you were to go get counseling in the world you'd pay so why not get paid uh, why not pay for counseling service in a church um, And that's okay. it's really okay. Uh, that's the stage that they're at and that's how they function and that's how they think um, but it's just another way it works. And the new atheists, that's a very orange movement, right? So Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, uh, Christopher Hitchens, very, very orange. Now, Sam Harris is an interesting one, but I don't wanna go into too much because he, he does have some green leanings, but very orange as a whole in their very hyper-rationality, very anti-God, very uh, very atheistic tendencies. Um, and so most of their concerns are, and criticisms are very fair and correct uh, off early stage faiths. But like orange uh, can often do, it it loses the nuance of post-rational spirituality. So its criticism of all spirituality is really just a criticism of pre-rational spirituality, and it fails to recognize that, ration, that post-rational spirituality isn't that. It fails to see this as a thing at all. It just lumps it over here and writes it off. Um, and so there's maybe some very good work done in this area of, of kind of new atheism but at the same time there's a, a bit of a blindness there as a blind spot of seeing later stages because orange really can until it becomes uh, educated in this area it can be really blind of uh, later stages um, and it will fight later stages as well if it looks different so even if you talk to a lot of these people about the later stages they're so um invested in, the concept of atheism. They wouldn't want to be open to some sort of spirituality. It's just not interesting to them. It's not something they're open to. Um, almost uh, every institution in the Western world, as I said, is gonna be orange. However, most faith institutions in the Western world are gonna be blue, okay? So as we said, that faith institutions kind of lag behind a little bit. Liberation theology, right? You know, these people like Martin Luther King, very orange. Um, really uh, beautiful movement, amazing movement, really important movement, came out of kind of orange thinking. Um, more advanced forms of theism can be uh, emerging from blue because of orange. Um, it's how how the world sees America and Western Europe uh, is orange. Now, what's interesting is America is still very blue, uh, but it's perceived as orange. The image it puts up, right, the image of... Um, that Hollywood puts across its TV, its media, its advertising, its products. Everything is very orange. Um, that America, oh, we're all about democracy. We're all about this. Now the people might be behind the scenes, going, "Oh, what's happening to the society? It's becoming too materialistic." Or, "Oh, you know, it would only, if only we could be more. Oh, go back to living in small villages and you know, having a local farmer and you know, we all knew each other. And the person that was in charge was picked by God. And you know, that that might be the mentality behind the scenes, but from the front. It's very orange. That's how it's perceived. So generally speaking, if if you're asking for a perception of orange, um, America, Western Europe is a great picture uh, of orange. Now, Western Europe is probably going to look a lot more green in in some ways. It's going to start to skew more green um, as time goes on, but it already is appearing more green. And especially to people in America, they're going to look at Western Europe as as green, not necessarily in a good way, right? Because it's a later stage, they're going to see it as backwards. They're going to see it as bad. Um, Emerging China, like I mentioned, businesses, CEO, Manhattan, big oil, uh, the the banks, you know, advertising, libertarianism, uh, professional sports people, uh, high fashion. These kind of things are very orange. Hollywood, um, where Hollywood's quite interesting because a lot of the people in Hollywood, the celebrities, are, are quite green actually. They're very outspoken in in their green beliefs and their views. Now, they're going to still be very orange. Uh, They're still getting paid tens of millions per film. They're still radically materialistic and all sorts of different elements, but they're starting to lean a little bit green with some different views and thoughts. Um, But Hollywood itself is deeply orange. It doesn't give a crap what it puts on the TV. It wants money, and it will put across anything that will make it money. Um, And so very, very orange mentality. The people uh, in Hollywood, you know, you look at the Harvey Weinstein's and things like that—very, very orange, maybe even red in some ways. Uh, like things like Harvey Weinstein, very red mentality. I'll take what I want. I'll manipulate. I'll abuse. Um, but that can be a bit of an overlap between that, between the the red and the um, the orange, uh, without maybe fully integrating and growing through blue and, and bringing some healthy uh, bits through as we go. Um, the news media. Uh, is very, very orange. Uh, You know, it's the, if it bleeds, it leads, right? We don't care if you've got a good story about good things, that doesn't matter. We want a story that's really gonna grab people's attention, right, so the amount of good things that are happening in this world are kind of irrelevant to the news. What they want is they want the bad news because that's what grabs you, right? So it's very orange. It's, you know, maybe better news would be more portrayal of everything. It might give us some really hopeful things. It might give us some exciting excuse me, exciting things to make us look forward to things, make us get excited, give us practical insight and how we can help the world as we see information, things like that, but that's not really what we want to talk about. We want to talk about doom and gloom and we'll have big, um, you know, programs that are all about that. And and so we might look, um, you know, people that are very rooted in orange um, are maybe going to be often more conservative. We'll often look at the the liberal media and this, these these negative medias and they will badmouth them to the nth degree because they're so liberal. Now some of the anchors might be leaning to green, but actually the liberal media is still very, very orange. It doesn't really care about a liberal agenda. What it cares about is that there are some people that are liberal that will watch them. And so they're gonna capitalize on that and make money. So actually they don't care about green. They don't at all, they're still very orange. If their audience changed, they would change because they need to make money. That's what's driving them. So they only care about what can I get advertising for? How can I make money? How can I get as many eyes on the screen? And they have targeted that group. But it's, um, be aware that that we can think things are one thing but they actually can often be something quite different. Um, And so media is a really interesting part of that. Uh, pastors and churches that monetize everything as I said life coaches you know people like that they're all about like you know the best you how do you become the better you all these adverts you see on Facebook about you know if you do my program you'll be the best person or here's like the five steps to being the best thing ever or it, you know here's how to sell uh, selling things right because they tell you how to sell but all they sell is their thing that's selling you know it's, it's this weird circular logic I've made millions selling this book telling you how to sell and it's like okay, but I can't sell a book telling you how to sell because you already got one of those. So what am I supposed to sell? And do you know how to sell that? Um, and so there's all sorts of people that are out there doing these kind of things. Um, we mentioned, um, uh, you know, how it can outwork in females can be very, uh, it can be moved through a lot quicker, but generally speaking, it's it's the CEOs, it's the business people. It's a lot of these things that we're talking about, you know, media, um, they have female pastors at stage orange, that's not a problem. Um, but it also can look like the quote unquote trophy wife, right, because this is a, a woman that needs success so they'll find the most successful husband because in this culture, I still need to be married, I still need to have kids, that's what it is to be a, a okay woman, a, a good woman, a successful woman, whereas whatever to be married and have kids. But I wanna have the most successful husband so I can have the most things, I can have the biggest house, I can have a nice car, I can buy really nice products, have branded things um it's going to be important how i look that's very orange you've got to look good it's really really important because that's what it's about it's about how things appear um so things like that you know the the phrase is awful the kind of trophy wife but we all know what we're talking about and how people can see that and how certain people see that and and go after that um that can be how it manifests in in some in some women Um, and we see this a lot in churches actually you see a lot of the Uh, the pastors they have this you know the perfect wife that's you know just looks nice and smiles but never actually says anything or if they do say anything they kind of give a sound bite and they kind of quickly go and sit in their seat and don't really do much and they're just there to show how powerful and successful the husband is and they don't really have a life themselves and this is awful but um but it is what it is and it is the stage that people are at and they don't know how to be anything else and so it's an okay stage and it's even a good stage for people to be at in a sense. Okay, so it's really hard for me to get my head around because I am still very orange and even my green side doesn't like that, even more it doesn't like that. Um, But the part of me that's slowly starting to emerge into yellow is going, that's what has to be, it is what it is. use car salesmen, you know, oh sex education is a great one, okay? So, um, you know, at Stage Orange, because it starts to value rationality and science, it really wants to see sex education in schools because it knows if we teach sex education, kids start having sex two years later. That's the data on that. If we stop teaching them sex, if we teach them abstin- ab- abstinence, um, they actually start having sex two years earlier than kids that are getting sex education. We also know that pregnancies go rapidly down the more education there is. Um, and so Orange tends to lean much more towards having healthy sex education, having a pro-choice, whether Orange believes that abortion is good or not. Um, I, I've, I've never personally met many uh, people at Stage Orange that believe abortion is good or want abortions, um, but I know many people at Stage Orange who know that actually, If we have pro-life leaders and government officials in charge, abortion rapidly drops, it goes down. In fact, the numbers have gone down ever since Roe v. Wade, Um, the the whole time they've gone down. Um, And it's because people are being more educated, they're given more tools, they're given contraception, um, that's an that's orange perspective is they're gonna look at the data, right? They're making a decision based on data. Blue can't do that. Blue can't look at the data because you've said that you allow some people to be aborted. That is it. You're killing someone. So that's it. The Bible says murder. That's murder. So we're no, we're just not going to do it. Whether it means that less people are murdered, we don't care. We'll pick the thing which makes more people murdered, but in principle is about murdering no one. That's what we're picking because that's the way it is. Um, now obviously we could have some really healthy yellow here talking to both groups, trying to help both groups see both sides. And how can we create some overlap here, right? How can we create some overlap where we could maybe um, hold something that, that is, uh, Uh, that would please the blue which would make um abortion not so easy to get or 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 impossible quote unquote maybe even um but would appease other groups where it was giving people sex education it was helping people with contraception it was teaching them how it worked and 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 trying to uh, you know uh, limit things like that stop stds and all these things so there's, there's different nuances that can be applied when you start to have a yellow perspective and you see the stages you can start to work within the different stages and try and Uh, cross-pollinate and blend different points to try and make progress Um, but that's really hard to do for someone at blue who just demonizes the the stage orange and beyond but even stage orange will demonize stage blue and so we're just going to have this clash over and over and over over strong polarizing issues which of course you know something like abortion is deeply polarizing because you have a group of people that um, are all about individual freedoms going you are an absolutely against individual freedoms and you're not even looking at the data you're totally irrational so they're getting really upset but the other group are going you're killing babies right if you think uh, about stage blue they literally believe uh, whether you believe it or not they believe that, that that a life is being murdered every time there is um some post-conception uh, termination. So they believe that millions and millions of babies have been terminated. Of course, they're passionate. Of course, they're standing up. You would be a terrible person if you weren't standing up about millions of babies being killed. Right. So, of course. So how do we try and create some conversation between these two passionate people with good intentions? Right. Very important um things like uh evolution uh the age of the earth you know science things like they're going to cause these same kind of clashes again and again and again and it probably requires some stage yellow thought to try and create some healthy um connection in these areas that maybe we all might grow and develop and, and evolve through um stage orange is the first stage where an eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth truly comes in because we genuinely believe in equality and and uh, individual freedoms, okay? Um, so that's really important that we, we start to see those dynamics coming into play. Um, just gonna see how I'm getting on. Gosh, this is, uh, this is adding up, but we'll get there. Right, let's look at the Christian effects. So how does this actually affect Christianity and our faith? Okay, so the Bible. How do stage orange people perceive the Bible? Well, stage orange people are gonna struggle to reconcile the Bible to science and rationality especially if the Bible has been read very irrationally in the past. So certain groups and denominations will read the Bible differently anyway. But if you're coming from certain groups that are very rigid, very hard uh, and black and white about how to read the Bible, they are going to really, really struggle uh, when they are exposed to science and rationality and they're gonna swing hard away from the Bible. So you're gonna look at um, uh, the Bible very negatively, right? So you're gonna start to view it with suspicion and uh, you're going to see it as an old fashioned text and it's dated and it just doesn't make sense. It's not written for our time. It's not written by people that understand anything. They're not rational. They're not scientific. Um, so generally speaking at stage orange, the Bible is discarded. And uh, if not discarded, it is radically reinterpreted, right? So it's got to have some radical reinterpretation. Um, and one way to look at that might be, uh, you could go watch my series on Is God Really Good? And I look at it is there ways to radically interpret the Bible? And I actually think that Jesus radically reinterpreted the Bible for uh, the Jews. Um, But generally speaking, if if you can't radically reinterpret it, you're gonna struggle to reconcile things like the Old Testament and New Testament, which are totally irrational when put together. They don't make sense rationally. It's really hard to have a rational product that fits this. Now there are some different models. There's a covenantal model and things like that and the grace movement and things like that. They'll, they'll make them kind of work, kind of. But if you start digging more and more, it just falls apart, it doesn't work. And so it requires radical reinterpretation or completely being discarded. And that's what Orange will tend to do. They will see the Bible generally as a big blend of fact because some facts are there uh, myth, uh, legend, fantasy, and some wisdom, and so they'll, they'll they'll see a whole mix there, and they'll pick and choose how they approach it. Um, now that's not to say they're picking and choosing based on arbitrary things. They're trying to be very rational. So you'll see people at stage orange being rational about how they read things. So they'll go, oh, well, this is a poem. It's myth. It's written as myth, so it's going to have truth in it, but it's not going to be factual, as in it actually happens. So that's how I need to read this. You know, so they're rationally trying to perceive what kind of literature it is and how to read it. Um, But generally speaking, the Bible is a very problematic area for most people that are in stage orange. Um, Excuse me, I'm just gonna get a drink. What about God, how do we, uh, how do we at stage orange start to perceive god how, how do we reinterpret god what do we do with god well first of all there's a rejection of a god that is apart from creation that, that god tends to just be dis disproved and thrown away almost immediately and um, we begin to see stage orange will tend to see god if if it embraces god as panentheistic now uh, this concept of panentheist um, they believe that God is in everything and that everything is in God. Um, you know, the, 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 idea of what Paul says, you know, in whom we live and move and have our being, um, or Jesus saying, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen God. but then he also says that God is greater. So yes, in Jesus is the fullness of God, but there's actually a greater reality of God as well. You know, you know, got John, uh, I think it's John 14, uh, nine and John 14, 28 for those of you that are blue, um. Let's look at the definition of this panentheist, okay? So you've got theism, which believes that God is over there. So there's a person, this thing, a guy with a beard kind of thing called God. And that's what theists believe. And that's very um, common in the earlier stages to believe in theists. Well, it's largely a blue theory is, is, is this theist uh, position. But, but in Christianity and Judaism, uh, we have a theist position as well, even in purple and, and red. Um, now pantheism, excuse me, believes that everything is God. God is everything. So, uh, you know, God is this camera that I'm looking at. God is me. God is the, uh, the the house across the road there. God is the floor I'm standing on. God is the sheep that's walking in the field. You know, God is in everything. Um, now, panentheism is a very important distinction and often... Um, People that are theists will go, oh, so you're just pantheists, so it's just um, that everything is God, and 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 they'll get very upset because obviously that's a very heretical position for. Um, people that are Christian or or Jewish or even Islamic. A lot of theists will find that deeply heretical. Now, panentheism does not believe that everything is God, but they believe that everything is made up of God, that God is within everything. He's holding everything together. Everything contains God, right? So that rock on the floor is full of God. God is in that rock, but he's in the window in front of me. He's in the camera. He's in me. He's in... Everything, right? He's absolutely in everything. But it believes that um, that God is beyond everything as well. So God isn't just in things, but he's beyond things. So it, there's the whole universe in which God permeates every single atom and cell that makes the universe. but God is also outside the universe. right? So we see the universe as a circle, He is the circle that is around the circle. You know just much like the, the spiral example of circles within circles God is bigger and greater um, and so in God there are um, there are multipersons right so there's the, the the there's generally speaking in panentheism there's the the person of God there's the the being that is everywhere that is God and then there's the God within uh, that God is, is resides within us and so God is all of these things at once now at stage orange stage orange loves um, a couple of those points stage orange loves the god that is in everything and they love the god that is within them because of course it's all about individual freedom and power but it struggles with the god that is the second person the, the the person that you look at the old man with the beard they really struggle with that dynamic because that is largely what they're rejecting they've walked out of theism and they're coming into something new, so they struggle with that concept, and that's going to have a knock-on effect in prayer and worship and how they view things. It's going to really um, knock them. So stage orange may use a lot of the language that is used in prior stages for God, but it generally completely rejects the traditional understanding of God. Um, and so God is uh, God moves from a second person to a third person, right? Uh, and it's, it's something that instead of having a relationship with it's something that's studied and reflected upon right it's very intellectual god at this stage uh, stage orange overly intellectualizes and thinks and rationalizes um and that's it's and that's the good of stage orange and it's the negative of stage orange it's very natural um it's uh language so words for god often trans uh, shift as well at this stage so we go from Uh, People calling God, God or Father to maybe the divine or the ground of all being or the sacred, Um, you know, that kind of language is often used for God at this stage. Now, what about Jesus? Jesus is uh, primarily seen as a historical figure. Um, And so at this stage, uh, stage orange really struggles to recognize Jesus as this the individual God, the the second person uh, picture of God. Um, again, they struggle with that relationship dynamic at this stage. So he's seen as an extraordinary human being with incredible teachings and great wisdom and love. Um, they tend to often doubt uh, what we can truly know about Jesus because they doubt a lot of the Bible. So they'll look at a lot of historical records and tradition and all that. And, and so there will generally be an acceptance of Jesus, but there's a skepticism as well, of how much of it is true, especially the, the account in the Bible. So stage orange really wrestles with that. Now, again, not all Stage Orange believe all the different things I'm going to say here, but it's just some generalities of how some people at Stage Orange are going to interact and, and struggle. Because um, reason tells us at this stage that we need Jesus to have a church, right? You need Jesus for Christianity. You can't have Christianity about Jesus. But we don't really know what to do with this person of Jesus because we, we're struggling. We don't really have the relationship with Jesus, quote unquote, that we had before. Um, because we struggle with the relational aspect of connecting with God and we don't know too much how we can trust the historicity of Jesus because we're not sure about the, the historicity of the Bible and things like that. now of course if Sage Orange gets really rational and starts looking into you know how reliable is the historical witness of Jesus and things like that they can often come to a place where they truly do uh, embrace a lot more of the historic historical accuracy of Jesus and things like that so it's not always going to be that way but generally people are really struggling with these dynamics and, and that in, problem with relationship is a, is a huge part of this Um what about uh, prayer and worship well obviously because we're starting to connect with a God that we don't see as a second person as we don't have this relationship this interaction uh, with a person a personal God, prayer and worship becomes very problematic at stage orange. And it's gonna be some of the hardest stuff to navigate because at earlier stages, prayer and worship is what tethers you to your faith. It's really it's a key part of what keeps you alive and relating to your God and feeling that you have purpose in this world. You know, the Bible and prayer and worship, these are all real key ways you connect with a real God. Now, suddenly you lose that very tangible person that is God. You struggle, well, who am I praying to? Who am I worshiping? What, what am I worshiping? How does that work, right? Um, and so generally, it's going to have to be reinterpreted and re, um, it's gonna to have to be understood in new ways. And so you'll see a, a merging of uh, meditation, contemplation, reflection as key ways to pray and connect with God is it's very inner focus. It's very, um, it's very intellectual, the contemplation and things like that, reflecting. Um, but generally speaking, people at Orange are going to struggle to pray for healing and supernatural intervention, of course, because they don't know what well, this person is going to interact. They don't know if they believe in the supernatural. It's not very rational. How scientific is it? So a lot of uh, problematic elements with that. They're really struggling to connect. Um, baptism, communion, they cease to be uh, mystical and spiritual and become quite symbolic. They're just a, a symbol of a, of a thing that's happened. And. Um, generally speaking um you're gonna look at uh prayers can at best for some of people at, or at stage orange as simply like uplifting thoughts you know uh, that that's about as much as they can hope for they kind of just a positive thinking maybe uh uh you know people at stage orange might say oh i'm gonna pray for you or yeah I, all the best i'm really um, hoping the best for you or something like that, but they're going to struggle to then go home and pray. Oh God, you know the person gods. Could you do this? Please do that supernatural thing. They're really going to struggle to follow through on that because they don't know how. Uh, it's just not really something that they have a worldview or a perspective for anymore. What about sin and salvation? What well, stage? Orange. Um, the word sin is generally avoided. So we saw this evolving of sin, and at the prior stage. Um, we saw this introduction that sin was disobeying god's and his perfect will um, but it was also starting to be something that might harm other people so god might not explicitly say do or don't do this but actually by doing something you might harm someone that you love Um, and that was seen as a sin at stage blue for for, it's starting to emerge as that might be a perspective of what we see as sin well at stage orange we we see this come to its full fruition Um, So it's a lot less about disobeying um, God's perfect will um, because God is seen much less as a person that has individual will and, and has a list of requirements from you, but it's much more something that does harm to yourself or others. Now you see that individuality makes things that, well, sin is hurting me. that's important. So like sin is something that hurts me or it hurts other people that are also individuals. And so it shifts away from this like laundry list of rules to actually, well, does this cause harm to people? And if it doesn't cause harm to people, well, that's okay. Um, very rational perspective, for, like how are we rationalizing? So it will look through sins like uh, don't eat bacon and then it will go, well actually today, we, the way we treat pigs, the way we cure pork and things is so different that it probably was dangerous back then, but it's not now, so rationally it's fine to eat bacon. You know, it's, it's, it's rationalizing, it's engaging with science and ration to try and contextualize morality. Uh, and there's good elements to that and there might be some negative elements to it as well. But there's less of a, focus on personal sin and it starts to focus more on social injustice and oppression. Now this is what's interesting, right? So the way that orange manifests in a Christian culture still leans towards social justice and oppression, which isn't massively orange at times, okay? So you're going to see that within orange, you're going to have generally an orange blue perspective. So people that are orange in uh, in certain areas, maybe in how they've used personal success and capitalism and wealth and things like that, they are going to lean still towards more blue because they haven't been challenged in the way that they see God through rationality and spiritual uh, and, and science and things. like that. So they're still going to hold on to a lot of that. And they're just going to be driven orange through finance and wealth and success and self-help and that kind of element. But the people that are being rationally driven by science and rationality and things like that um they as christians are more likely to be less focused on the materialism and the possessions and the finance and the the wealth and they're going to actually lean into maybe green this actually might be a key part for them to start to shift into green um now you could be bits and pieces of different colors like i said so this is going to be um part of how this all works out as well. But generally speaking for Christians, they're gonna focus on, when we talk about sin, we're gonna focus on social injustice and oppression. Um, As far as salvation, at stage orange, generally speaking, people are gonna see, again, not people that are leaning towards blue in their faith, but in their faith, they are orange. Um, They're gonna generally see all as saved if we need saved at all. So that some people might have deconstructed their faith to the point where they don't believe we really need saved from something. Well, they are gonna see people as saved in general or just accepted or being one with God. So generally speaking, all people will go to heaven if there is a heaven. So what about heaven and hell? Well, we cannot be sure of an afterlife. Rationally, scientifically, we do not know about an afterlife. So heaven and hell are largely put to the side. Uh, We may cease to be, but that's okay for someone that's at stage orange. They're they're gonna wrestle with that. They're gonna struggle with that. They're gonna work through that. It's gonna be a really hard process to go from living solely for the afterlife and not for the now to suddenly realizing, oh, it's all now and there might not be an afterlife at all. That's that's a total pendulum swing, right? So we're gonna see um, some evolved positions on this as we go through this, but right now at stage orange, there's gonna be a real struggle to believe in an afterlife, Um, however, there may well be an afterlife and there is an openness to that to some degree, but that openness is really only gonna to start to open up as you start to shift towards green. Um, hell is not a afterlife destination for most people at this stage, but it's a state in which people um, exist now. They create with their lack of love and justice towards another and they live in in poverty and, 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 and suffering, right? So hell is often seen at this stage as the opposite of success and, and being healthy and being loved and being uh, provided for and things like that. So hell is right now suffering and heaven is almost right now not suffering. Um, that can be how things are perceived. So the kingdom of heaven at this stage um, is a very important present reality. So it goes from earlier stages being later and we might bring some of it into now. At orange, the kingdom of heaven becomes a reality now, right? So much like hell can be experienced now, Heaven can make students right now. When we remove um, the the spiritual and mystical elements from Jesus, we're left with a, a radical challenge to love, and particularly the vulnerable and oppressed. So, at stage orange, there's going to be this radical focus on the poor, widows, suffering. There's going to be a, a focus on trying to create more equality, and this is really pushing stage orange towards stage green. It's very hard for Christians. Um, to stay Christian in Orange. So if you if you stay within Christianity, you're going to be naturally pushed into movements that are leaning more Orange, um, because they they naturally push you towards uh, thinking of others, thinking of your neighbour, thinking of um, thinking of the poor, the disadvantaged, even loving your enemy to some degree. Um, so it's very focused on social justice, on liberation from oppression, um, particularly in this world, not the next. What about the mystical? Well, as we said. There is no mystical. It's just considered as completely irrational. So it's thrown out at this stage. You're not gonna see um, many Charismatics or Pentecostals survive the orange stage. They're gonna struggle to get through. They're gonna start doubting all their prior experiences. They're gonna start to rationalize what they saw. They might hold on a little bit. What you might find sometimes is people that have come through Charismatic and Pentecostal experiences that have such profound experiences, such radical altered state experiences, or maybe uh, saw such radical healings, they're going to struggle to stay in orange without going through uh, to some green-leaning uh, Christianity because they're going to they're going to need some answer for their mystical elements. So they're going to dig deep in orange and ultimately find the end of it because if they can't get to some answer. If orange can't find an answer for their mystical experiences, their altered states, their radical healing, if they keep hitting the ceiling of orange, they're going to burst through that and into green where they might start to, again, see some exploration of spirituality. And so actually often what I see is people that are in these more supernatural focused movements tend to go through orange quite quickly at times. Um, It's certainly in that area. Now, in lots of other areas, they need to take their time, work through, and there's no rushing any one part. But sometimes being uh, positioned in a certain way can allow you to grow through uh, certain stages quicker in certain areas. Um, generally speaking, though, you're going to chalk up mystical to hallucinations, magical thinking, giving some mystical answer to something that you didn't understand. Um, people in the past are seen as ignorant of science, delusional. Um, You know, they just mystified everything they couldn't explain, but ultimately only observable and measurable truth is real. Um, Cool. So that's how I can look at in a lot of Christianity. Let's look at the pros, the cons. Um, Let's look at transformational dilemmas and then how we work with Stage Orange and we'll wrap up. Okay, you're doing really well. First of all, let's look at some pros, okay? Because I do not want you to think that this stage is bad. Now I mentioned a lot of negative things, but they're only negative because you perceive them as negative or I perceive them as negative. They're ultimately just where people are. That is what they are and that is what they need to go through to get through to the other stages, okay? So while ideally it wouldn't manifest in certain ways and we could help people grow in different ways to reach their ceilings, sometimes that's just the path that people need to take. It's how we need to go through um, so we have to get through our orange if we're ever gonna grow and, and become green. So if you're green and you're looking at orange thinking, gosh, this is, I hate orange, which green does. Green really demonizes orange. Um, that's okay, it's, you have to start accepting that orange is on the path it's on and it has to go through this, that you yourself have gone through this to some degree at some point. Um, and that's just the way it has to go. So what are some pros to orange? Well, medical breakthroughs, right? Have you noticed that, you know, we all make it past the age of five these days mostly, right? Whereas just 100 years ago, one in five people died at birth. Um, You know, it's it's astonishing to think how much medical breakthrough we have. How many people do you know have died of smallpox? You've never met someone that died of smallpox because it was eradicated decades and decades ago, right? And so this is the kind of thing that uh, stage orange can bring, incredible medical breakthrough, right? More people survive today of cancer than ever before. Um, things like that, it's really important. Scientific discovery, medical breakthroughs, um, they're, they're a fruit of stage orange. This, there's healthy uh, competition at stage orange, which is really good. We need to make sure we celebrate that because that's a healthy part of, of living in life is, is um, that camaraderie and that, that pushing one another to do better and be better. Um, We're encouraged to personally develop ourselves, right? So that self-help drive, that being the best we can be, being successful, achieving, those are good things to want to better ourselves and grow and develop. It's a really important thing at this stage. And and when we transcend, hopefully we'll include that, right? Because that's something we definitely want to take with us. Financial independence is a great thing that comes from this stage. So we start to learn to look after ourselves, to to budget, to make money, to to teach other people how to make money and how to look after themselves, how to um, claim some financial independence to, to, to make their way in the world. That's that's really healthy and good. Um, there's a central deconstruction that happens at this stage. So we, like I said, we look at. Um, Becoming atheist and agnostic is really bad and we really beat up on it and we we say, oh, it's the worst thing ever. But actually, deconstruction is an essential process that will open us up to further stages where we will reconstruct faith. And actually, these later stages of faith will not be able to be built on stage blue and before because blue and before has stuff that must be deconstructed and removed as we transcend and include in order for some of this stuff to be built. So it's actually really important that we go through the stages of deconstructing some of these beliefs. Um, Not everyone's gonna become agnostic or atheist. Um, If they can find other rational Christians to walk on the journey with them, they will likely join some of these other Christian movements. These liberal kind of progressive, uh, you know, those kind of language uh, churches are often found at this stage. Um, These are churches that uh, people will gravitate towards at this stage if they can't uh uh, if they don't become agnostic or atheist but hopefully if people can find the right people they'll manage to go through this without losing everything that they've taken from their faith in the past but if they don't that's okay as well it's still part of the process it's still part of them growing and developing and we'll see that as time goes on they're going to start to re-emerge into seeing some post-rational spirituality um There's incorporation of science and reason with faith. So at this stage, some Christians that do manage to do this uh, and go through this process will incorporate science and reason with faith and that's good. That's really, really good because they're not incompatible. They can be compatible um, and they they, they can often be essential to one another. um, And so that's really good. Um, Jesus in the Bible is studied historically rather than just taken at face value that's good it means that people are taking the Bible more seriously that they're studying who this person of Jesus was how did he impact this world there's a lot of uh, good intellectual work done at this level that that allows us to to grow and develop Um, and so we shouldn't poo-poo that that's really helpful and good Um, we're encouraged to think for ourselves at this stage that's amazing that's beautiful that's important right we no longer have uh, just uh, uh, switch off, put the blinders on and just do whatever you're told. That doesn't exist at stage orange and it's not gonna exist as we move on. It's gonna be left behind in the, in the prior stages. And that's a really good progression and development. Um, and so uh, make sure you value that and appreciate that and bring that with you. Um, there's a strong so- focus on social justice being born at this stage, okay? Especially amongst people like Christians that are, um, that, that, as they deconstruct their faith, some of the mystical elements and things like that, they're only left with social justice. So that's how they start to flourish out and that's gonna push you into stage green. But it's a really important thing that comes out of this stage is is this concept of social justice, of equality, of individual rights, of individual autonomy. That's really, really um, important. Treating people as human, regardless of where they are, right? It's it's the beginning of a world-centric phase, uh, a world-centric view. Um, and, and it pushes people towards green. It pushes people towards the the postmodern stage, green, um, and and that is a very helpful and good thing. And so, like I said, like it's really key that uh, we 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 embrace that, that we grab a hold of that. And and of course, there's all the technology that we've gained at this stage. There's loads of, I mean, there's tons of great stuff. I said loads, so I, I won't I won't belabor it. But let me go through some cons, and I'm going to give you a lot of negatives, okay? Because this is my stage. I need to beat myself up a bit. Uh, I'm kind of joking, but I, we need to be reminded. You no, know, there are limitations of stage orange, and we need to we need to find those limitations, work through those limitations, so we can so we can transcend and and, and evolve beyond those limitations, finding solutions for those limitations and bringing the good with us. And so, what are the limitations of this stage? Because the truth is, to someone that's orange that's listened through to this so far, it's probably going to go, "Well, I like this stage. It's good. It works." Um, and the truth is, it probably does work, right? If you're watching me. Uh, in some position or another, you're probably doing okay, right? If you're sitting online watching some idiot for three hours talk about spiral dynamics, you're doing okay, um, you know? And so stage orange may be working for you pretty well. Um, but what are some of the pro, the, the negatives, sorry? Well, materialism, right? Materialism and greed. Um, and all the selfishness that can come from this stage, well, that can, uh, when taken to the extreme, this, these are just terrible qualities, right? And, and uh, they, they don't benefit the world, they don't benefit others, they, they, they often don't benefit us, right? So stage uh, orange, we fail to see that all this success and all this materialism and all these possessions, they don't make us happier at the end of the day, right? And it's only when we get that new thing that we have this burst of adrenaline and, and endorphins that make us feel better, and then we realize, Oh, I actually don't feel any better though, right? A couple of days later, you go, oh yeah, this new iPhone is feeling old already, right? Um, and so we we have to understand that that's not necessarily going to make us any happier. Um, there's a reduction of values, right? At this stage, we start to um, we start to question everything. We start to reduce uh, and 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 and. There's like reductionism, it's extreme, um, which is very rational, very scientific, of course. It seems scientific and rational. But what we do is we, we start to dissolve a lot of our values, right? because we don't value the Bible, because we don't value these prior states that created all these kind of moral frameworks for us to live in. Well, a lot of orange throws out some of these moral uh, frameworks. Some of it, it only finds value in success, but then when it succeeds, it doesn't feel good. And so it can feel quite meaningless, right? There's a lot of nihilism and meaninglessness at orange. There's a lot of suicide at orange. Suicide is a huge problem at stage orange because um, there's a warped meaning of life, right? There's, this meaning of life isn't very uh, meaningful. There's a rejection of spirituality. Like I said, there's no nuance between pre, uh, pre-rationality and post-rationality and so it, just, it, it, uh, it, it ignores all types of spirituality and, and that can really um, hold orange back and it can be a very negative element to, to live in. Um, it's often got a lot of anger at stage orange stage orange gets very angry with stage green um it doesn't like these these uh these hippies these liberals but it gets very angry with these blue people as well these these people that aren't thinking rationally they're totally like just christian like you know idiots they don't think right they're, they're not that smart not educated or whatever right so it's, it's got it's very angry and 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 it focuses on all these other stages and beating them up and proving them wrong rather than being self-aware of its own issues and its own uh, problems. It's of course very self-centered. Uh, it's uh, It can be guilty of scientism, like I talked about earlier, right? So it could think that science is the only answer and has all the answer answers, um, but it fails to see that science itself is a subjective uh, process, right? The scientific process, uh, the scientific method is still subjective methods um, that that is still biased, right? So science can be biased, science can still fail, and it can still be an ism. Um, And so that can be a real problem at stage orange, especially for people that are very scientific and very rational. Um, God and the Holy Bible gets replaced with science, um, which itself can be devoid of uh, good science, right? And so uh, it can then be unquestioned. And so the the unquestionable gods or unquestionable Bible is replaced with unquestionable science. And we see that every time there's a new breakthrough in science, um, scientists all over the place gather around and get upset now that's part of the scientific process uh, the scientific method is we try and disprove new theories to see if they stand up and they hold up and of course that's how it works but often there's a blindness or there's a there's a real desire for it not to be true because people are um, are biased right so you see groups that have worked on a paper for seven years and they're just about to release it that says one thing and then someone else comes out and says the exact opposite has been proven and, and you go well I am pushed and I'm driven by my data and I want my data to be right. I don't want your data to be right because it means mine will be wrong. And it might mean that I'm biased somehow. And so there's a real agenda behind science sometimes, right? There's there's money interest in science. There's all sorts of things that can sometimes mean that science isn't this wholesale, must be trusted, always true, always perfect, never uh, questionable. That's not the case. And so stage orange can be really guilty of this, okay? So you need to be aware of that as you And of course, I'm not saying don't trust science, okay? So hear me right. But I'm just saying you need to be understand that there's not a, 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 you don't replace the Bible with a scientist, right? Uh, Modern churches uh, genuinely seek spiritual truth, but they've closed all doors to spiritual truth other than rationalism, okay? So stages orange, uh, churches at stage orange at modern stage, um, they're seeking spiritual truth, but they're not seeking it. Holistically, they're not seeking it through every avenue. They're seeking it through one closed um, narrow perspective and so it's like looking through a big long telescope at the world and you can't see what's close You can't see what's around you. You have to look at a very uh, Specific area um, and so uh, it can be really problematic um, There's very little difference at stage orange between God and good and that's a, a real problem as well. That there's an understanding that God is bigger um, than just what's good. Um, extreme scepticism can make people at stage orange very neurotic. Um, so they, they can uh, yeah, just become completely neurotic. They can start doubting themselves, they doubt, doubt everything. And I did say that that's a, a, a healthy element of scepticism as well. But it can be taken to the extreme. It can be um, completely Um, blown out of proportion and and people can become very neurotic. People, like I said, can become very suicidal when they realize that that there's no meaning to life because of the different conclusions they've come to. So there's extremes here um, that can really be problematic. Um, Environmental destruction is a big thing at Stage Orange because it doesn't care about the environment. It doesn't care about the long term. It cares about now, it cares about success, it cares about me, Um, it cares about achieving stuff. Um, And it sees the world as, its personal uh, playground, where it can just take what it wants, it can do what it wants, it can uh, um, rape and pillage whatever it wants for its own benefit, and it doesn't really think about the, the consequences of, oh, well, will this be here in 100 years if I keep doing this? Um, it's possibly very unsustainable, stage orange, right? So this constant growth probably can't work, you can't grow forever, that's not necessarily possible, right? There's only so much of certain resources and the world um, we're seeing in some ways, uh, science is telling us, science and, and rationality is telling us, right? So if you're Sage Orange, your, your own group is telling you this, um, that we are already straining a little under the the, the extremes of, of this kind of capitalistic mindset of just, we, we can just take what we want and grow and develop and it will always grow and there'll always be more. And we can just keep going. But people are saying, well, actually, we can't. We're really struggling. Certain elements, we're running out of certain uh, things, right? We've no, we're have we running out of helium. We're creating too much CO2. There's not enough oxygen on the planet for people. You know, like, it's, it's it's getting bad. You know, the the, the, the sea levels are getting too warm. and the, the fish, we're overfishing uh, the seas, and there's, there's a lot less fish than there's ever been, and, and things like that, like... We're, we're, we can't just keep fishing that way. We can't keep dumping the nets over the side when we're done with them, when they rip, because they're killing whales and they're polluting our seas. Um, and so it's really important that we start to see that. Um, capitalism becomes a religion at this stage as well. So you need to be careful that capitalism doesn't have to your original. You don't just look at everything through the lens of capitalism. You see this with... Um, Ayn Rand, like a great example, libertarianism, it becomes just this blind, Well, everything is seen through that concept of, well, if we just free markets and individuals, and if we just like work hard enough, well, that's just how everything works. And everything that isn't that, it's just demonized, right? And so it's this stage we see a real demonization of um, things like socialism. Um, and so, but this is a prime example of um, uh, an inability to see other stages, especially those that are beyond, right? So. Um, Socialism is actually, generally speaking, in in its healthiest forms, uh, much later stage. It's green, right? So orange will ultimately move towards socialism. That's a natural progression. But orange can't see socialism and green. What it sees is communism and blue and, and, and weaker forms of socialism in its poorest forms, which are blue. And so it sees healthy, models of socialism so it sees a country it's very socialist and it's working very well like Norway and it goes oh no that's, that's that's an exception it doesn't count it's not true they're not really succeeding or whatever right and it just it, it ignores them and then it finds socialistic models it doesn't like or communist models and it goes oh yeah like Venezuela that says it's socialist so that that's what will happen if we do socialism um, and so it's really important that we see um, the nuances here, because there's a the big difference between Venezuela and Norway, okay? And there's a whole host in between. Um, and again, we fail to see that a lot of our countries, right? So America fails to see that it's very socialist in a lot of ways. A lot of the things that work very well in America are socialist. And a lot of the things that work well for those that are the most. Um, outspoken about libertarianism and capitalism and, and um, free markets, they themselves benefit from socialist policies. They pre- benefit from the tax cuts. They benefit from, uh, you know, all the, uh, the bailouts and things like that. And so uh, we need to bear in mind that, like, the rich are uh, quite happy. The, the, this upper, you know, 400 people or so, you know, so the 0.001%, you know, they're very happy to enjoy socialism when it benefits them. Um, they're just not happy when it benefits everyone and it costs them um, and so we need to see there's nuances here and there's this things that don't always add up and so this can be some of the extremes of, uh, of stage orange um, it's so rational stage orange that it, it struggles to comprehend things like philosophy theology metaphysical discussion and that's going to hold it back from really engaging with with the depths of reality the the, the, the deeper things in life than just the material and the, and the and the, the possessions and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, think of uh, maybe tithing culture, it's very orange and it's very abusive. Um, so churches that teach, well, God said, you have to give 10% of your income. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that, I've got a whole series on tithing about that. Um, but churches will use that and they'll they'll use it in abusive ways even. I've seen churches that have told single mothers the reason they're broke is because they stopped tithing. And they're not gonna help the single mother, they're just telling her, well, if you start giving us 10% of your income, then God will help you. Um, or I've seen pastors, I've seen mega church pastors, I've known mega church pastors that are making millions a year go into Africa and take up offerings um, because they need to understand that if they give, well, God will give to them. And of course it's blessed to give, it's more blessed to receive, all of that different stuff. But that megachurch pastor didn't seem to know that it's more blessed to be uh, giving, right? He didn't go in and, and give like you know ten percent of his yearly income to innovating and renovating that uh, that little tribe or whatever, right? And so it it's, it's it can be abused, it can be twisted, it can be warped. Um, think of any kind of form of large scale inequality, that that like that complete massive gap, right? It's the it's the people that are making the hundreds of billions versus the people that are making 10,000 and struggling to survive a year. Um, you'll, you'll see this again and again and again. Um, and you'll see people uh, transcending it. So we can talk about that in a little bit, but like people like Bill Gates that grew up very orange, have been orange most of their life, but have shifted into green and realized, well actually there's, there's This is kind of empty, it's not really fulfilling me and actually there's much bigger issues in this world that we could actually start solving and the fact that I've got 100 100 billion doesn't really mean much. It doesn't really make any difference to me but it could make a huge difference to the world so let me try and figure out how I can change the world. Whereas you see other billionaires, someone like Jeff Bezos, he isn't there yet. He has no interest, He, he publicly spoke out and said I have no interest in giving to charity, I have no interest in that. And so he's fully orange right now. Right, he's fully an orange, but someone like Bill or Warren Buffett, they've been orange and they've they've started to shift and grow into green and actually Bill's even maybe a bit yellow with some of his systems thinking and things like that. Um, so yeah, uh, interesting dynamics. There's a big lawsuit culture, right, around orange. So everyone's suing everyone, right? Um, you know, oh, well, you've wronged me. Well, I deserve to be righted and you're wrong. You shouldn't have done that and and, and it's, I wanna get what's right. And it's a very legal lawsuit culture. Success and happiness isn't correlated at the end of the day, but orange needs to come to its end before it realizes it. Orange, only when it starts hitting the ceiling, um, is it gonna start to go, all this success isn't making me happy. It's only at that point, it's gonna start shifting into green. And so for orange, life can be quite mechanical. Um, it, It can kind of just go through the motions. Um, It can tend to throw the baby out with a bathwater, right? So everything that doesn't line up to its perspectives, its rational views, its doubts, um, it will throw it all out. um, And it's really blind to its own privileges we talked about earlier. So what does orange need to do to transcend orange, to start moving into green? Well, first of all, green is of course the next stage that shifts away from ego and into a us mentality. So orange is gonna start to need to let go of its selfishness and think of others. Um, Orange needs to look at the next stage, study the next stage and think about what the next stage looks like to it and stop demonizing those people. So Orange looks at the next stage and it's all about the world and it's about an environment and it's about treating everyone as equals. It's about trying to um, not put our own self above other people. Um, It's trying to say, well, America doesn't deserve to be prosperous more than another country. Like other countries deserve to be healthy and well and looked after. Um, and, and orange tends to look it at that and go, "Oh, you're just a liberal. You're a hippie. You know, you're you're whatever, right? You're too spiritual. You know, it's gonna it's gonna label things that it doesn't like." Now, the thing that's gonna help you transcend if you're orange is to stop doing that. Even if you think it, stop labeling, stop demonizing. Um, it's really important because you're gonna struggle to become what you're demonizing. Um, Really important that we do that, right? We'll probably cover that a few more times as we talk about transcending here, but um, you need to recognize that materialism isn't gonna make you happy. And the only way to do that is to work it out, to keep doing your thing, trying to amass wealth, trying to amass materials, trying to become a better you. It's only when you start hitting the ceiling that you're gonna start realizing this isn't making me happy, I need to move on. Um, You need to recognize that your selfishness can hurt other people, right? So it's not as bad as red, um, but it does hurt people. Uh, You need to recognize that you may be destroying the environment, right? Both locally and globally, um, that you're not being sustainable, right? So for you to get your way all the time is hurting other people, potentially. Uh, You might be really blind to that. You might need to be thinking about it. You might need to take a step back and go, huh, you know, when you go into a shop and you look at that dollar T-shirt, you need to take a step back and go, who made this T-shirt? I wonder how much they got paid. How many T-shirts do you think this person could make in a day? I wonder what their conditions were. Did they get paid? Did they get bonuses? Did they get holidays? Wow, interesting, right? If I bought t-shirts that were made differently, that were made in that country still, but they cost more and maybe the person got paid more, well, that would be better, wouldn't it? And it would cost me more, but it wouldn't cost me as much as it's cost them. How much, the, the amount it costs me to gain that t-shirt, it's not as much of a difference as the amount it would benefit the person that got paid more in that culture or wasn't a slave or wasn't being abused. Um, and so it requires us to start thinking and becoming more empath- empathetic and putting ourselves in other people's shoes. Um, you'll want to start doubting the certainty of your doubts. Okay, so we talked about Pyrrhonism. You need to start doubting your doubts, doubting how, uh, how certain you can be that, you know, there, that there's no certainty and, and things like that. You know, like you need to start thinking about that a bit more. Um, You need to start asking what ifs, okay? Ask yourself, you know, you might believe, oh, well, I've been successful because I worked hard, and if people just worked as hard as me, they could have become like me. Well, ask yourself, well, what if I was, um, what if I was a different race? What if I was born in a different country? What if I was a woman? What if I had a disability, right? If I was born, uh, you know, uh, the paraplegic and I couldn't use my legs, would I still be as successful? Maybe, maybe you would. I'm not saying you wouldn't, but ask lots of what ifs. Look at those concepts. Look at if I was a different race, would I? You know, Go and look at how um, people of a different race, do they go to different schools? Are they living in different neighborhoods? Are, are as many of them getting into college? Are more of them ending up in jail? Like different things like that. You need to think about that and go, well, how would that plan out? Would I be as successful? Is it as simple as I think it is? Um, Read a lot about the limitations of orange, right? So there's a lot of books written by people that are at stage green, writing about the limitations of libertarianism, of capitalism, of different things. There's lots of things at stage blue that write about that, right? So I'm not saying go pick up, you know, Marx and read about, um, you know, the limitations of capitalism. No, like don't pick up a communist playbook, but pick up something that's written by people that are at a later stage. Uh, there are at commun- uh, there are um, socialistic kind of perspectives, uh, maybe from uh, more. Uh, developed nations. I know it's a crazy concept to think of. There's more developed nations in America, um, but there are. There really are. There's certainly more developed nations in, than Britain. You know, that's it's not hard to to find. Um, they are out there. And so, start looking at some of these these topics. Look at these uh, discussions. Look at people that have studied this more than you. That are pointing out the limitations of green of, of orange. And read in depth about the pros and the, the 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 good things about green. Because they will start to you'll start to see how that can help you with your limitations. Stop demonizing green is a huge one, all right? So we talked about that and I'm gonna keep mentioning that again and again and again. Always look for how you're demonizing other stages and do your best to stop demonizing them because it's gonna hold you back every time you demonize a stage you need to move into. Um, Ask, uh, does all this new stuff and all these new successes make me any happier? Think about that pause about that when you get bored of your brand new iphone you got think oh how long did that make me happy for gosh it was only a couple of weeks and i was kind of bored and i wanted something new like is this really worth it is this worth the thousand dollars that iphone cost is it worth the the people that were uh, you know enslaved in a factory to build it uh, that we don't like to talk about but you know this is how a lot of our cell phones are made and especially uh, certain bigger brands um, you know, we don't want to talk about it. We don't look at it, and we certainly don't want to think, "Well, was that really worth the cost that it costs someone else?" Um, ask what will that cost cost someone else, right? Ask uh, what that success costs people, right? What does it cost me? What does it cost other people? What does it cost the world, right? Is it costing the world something? So, if you're you know drilling for oil every day, and we've already started to move into renewable energies, nuclear, different things that cost less of the environment of other people stop and go, well, okay, yeah, this might cost me, this might gain me a little bit less money, but long-term, would it be better? Would it be more beneficial? Good question to ask. Um, notice the limits of science and technology. Notice that there are certain things that science and technology can't do. They can't necessarily make you a happy person. They can't necessarily give you love and peace in your relationships, right? So it's important to recognize that science, technology, rational thinking don't always answer every question. There are things that are a bit more spiritual. Open yourself up to a little bit of spirituality. Maybe start questioning, am I doubting? Uh, Am I lumping every form of spirituality into one group and throwing it out? Because maybe I should be a bit more nuanced in my approach of viewing different spiritualities and thinking about it. Um, Start acknowledging that you're part of a community. It's really important to see yourself as part of a community because you are part of a community. Now, Orange does do that to some degree, but try and see how big that community can be. At what point do you draw lines and say, oh, I'm no longer part of this community? Um, because at that point, that's where you're going to realize you need to push, you need to grow, you need to develop. Those lines you're drawing are holding you back. Um, make friends with a woman if you're a male, Um, or if you're a very quote-unquote alpha male, make more friends that are women. Because actually, like I said, stage green leans into femininity. And so it's gonna be good to be around more feminine people. Make friends with feminine males, right? So a lot of men um, hold more feminine traits than masculine traits. And at stage orange, you're gonna look down on that. Befriend people like that. Talk to them. See how they think. See what they're they're like. See how your actions hurt them and hold them back and, and hinder them. Um, stop working so much, right? Give up your 80 hours a week and cut it back down to 40 hours a week. Spend more time with your family. Spend more time with friends. Help out in a soup kitchen. You know, that's the sort of thing that will really start transcending uh, into greenness. It'll start pushing you into green. Try and be more minimalistic. Give up things. You know, there's a great documentary on uh, Netflix called The Minimalist, uh, or Minimalism, I think it's called, and it's really worth watching because you start to realize, a lot of this stuff doesn't make me happy. Actually, I'd be a lot happier if I had less. Uh, and there's a lot of data and studies done into that as well, which is fascinating. Um, this is a controversial one. Um, so uh, I'm going to throw it out there, but it, it might be uh, you really don't like me saying this, especially if you're earlier stages. But if you're earlier stages and you've made it this far, you, I'm pretty impressed. Be open to altered states, okay? So be open to um, profound experiences, trances, visions, uh, dreams. Be open to what they sp- speak to you and say to you. And part of that, and and this is the controversial part, be open to psychedelics. Um, So certain um, drugs or or, or substances can give you an altered state experience. Now, I'm not promoting that, uh, but I'm saying when you hear about someone that took one and had a profound experience, and you're going to want to rationalize it and put it in a box, engage with them try and see well what is that what is going on because there is a profound um, openness that happens when people um, take psychedelics through the, the right perspective right they take it as a means to a spiritual encounter not a means to just have a wild party tonight and um, i'm not talking about like you know doing a bit of cannabis or whatever you know taking some ecstasy i'm talking about people that are are going through very profound spiritual Um, Spiritually motivated spiritual practices with different substances as tools. And be intrigued by what they find and what they do and what they experience. Um, uh, If if, if any of you have taken something like that in the past and then have disregarded it, think about it again. Go, oh, what was that? How did that work? What's that going on? What's, What's going on in that? And um, because there are elements in which the, the altered states, these dreams, visions, um, drug experiences that come from drugs, whatever it is across the whole spectrum of how you can have altered states, be open to that pushing you forward. Um, cry more, embrace your feminine side, uh, search out your emotions get some books right you're very orange you like books buy some books read about emotions read about how to engage with your emotional side and then do the work right so this is the thing with orange you're gonna read you're gonna read you're gonna study you're gonna do TED talks but do the work right sit down and meditate sit down and contemplate apply the emotional work try and apply it in your relationships that stuff is gonna push you forward um, embrace your intuition start to like trust your inner intuition a bit more that's gonna like kind of mess with your head a bit because that's that's not what rational people do they don't go with intuition they go with data and facts Um, cut out social media and TV these things that feed into that materialism and that success mentality and that wealth and you know all that possession grabbing cut that stuff out for a while just get rid of it Um, reflect and contemplate on yourself and these stages reflect on them contemplate find where you dislike them find what you like contemplate that ask questions of it and, and look at can that push me forward um, generally speaking something that can be a big factor that pushes people forward um, and and i don't wish this on anyone but you may find this helps is a health crisis being very ill struggling in your health it, it causes you to slow down starts you it causes you to question what's good what's right what's better for you what you value um, or burning out from overworking can be a huge thing that causes people to grow and develop and so be aware that uh, if you don't be proactive about these things, often you're gonna work yourself to a health problem or burnout. And that's how you're gonna grow and develop and hit your roof. And so try and hit the roof in a healthy way rather than burning yourself out at that point, right? It might be you work so hard, your wife leaves you with their kids, and you go, huh, that was a really crappy way to realize the limitation of my success, achievement, work mindset, um, I would much rather learn that through contemplation and meditation and kept my wife and my kids, right? So um, think about that sort of stuff. How do you work with orange, right? So if you're a, a, a later state or a different stage, how am I supposed to engage with orange? Well, first of all, you're gonna to want to appeal to the rationality, you wanna give them data, you wanna give them statistics, you wanna give them white papers on things. Um, it's gonna be easy for people to label orange as falling away, losing their faith, Um, but try to see the stage that Orange is at as an evolutionary stage of growth in their faith. So even when they choose to throw it all out and go, I'm an atheist, I I would encourage you to see it as a stage of faith. It's It's a development, it's a growth. Even though they've thrown it away, what they have thrown away is probably quite Um, quite a poor faith anyway, it's quite a limited faith, it's probably not that true, it may have some truth that they've thrown the baby out with the bathwater, but that truth is gonna start coming back in as they start growing and developing. And so try not to label them, don't demonize them, don't uh, put them down, don't tell them they've backslidden or they've fallen away or they've lost their faith, try and avoid that kind of language because that's really only gonna push them further away. Um, Recognize that their, uh, their doubts and their skepticism is good it's a healthy thing but it's also scary and it's tiring for them it can be really hard and, and it can be really wearying um when you're constantly doubting when you're constantly skeptical you're not really sure excuse me I've got really itchy nose again i had that last video as well anyway um i think it's maybe the lights or something um, Recognize that it's really scary for them to live in this place. It's really hard for them to live without certainty, especially when they've come from blue where it was all about certainty. To go from certainty to no certainty is a hard transition. Um, recognize that blue and green will trigger them to bits, okay? So avoid things like religion, creationism, religious language, superstition, the new age, uh, mysticism, hippies, you know, being. Uh, being perceived like that and then coming across like those things is going to put them off. Talking about alternative medicine and and hippie ideas and things like that or talking about the flat earth or, you know, like these two different spectrums of of what will really just piss off someone that's orange. Um, So try and um, avoid that kind of stuff. Um, Anything that it considers is false and writes off, you know, try not to be, um, try not to come across as someone that's an irrational thinker, but instead come across as someone that, um, is uh, being rational and being scientific and and things like that. Um, they're going to be really pissed off by other things that are stage green, like um, social justice warriors, feminism, uh, people that talk about their privilege. They don't like that at all. They see that as all negative. They can't see that it's more complex and nuanced. Um, and so they see these um, these things as quite negative. So try and avoid some of that language. If you're orange, listening to this recognize that that pisses you off and think why what's going on there am i really against women being equal to men am i really against people wanting everyone in this world to have um, a healthy life where they have uh, full human rights where they are given a freedom to to make their own life and be their own person am i really against that um am i really against uh you know black people having less of an advantage uh, and less of a Uh, an opportunity in life than white person in a certain area. Am I really against that? Is that really something I'm against that should be qualifying this anger? Probably not, right? So what is that? Why am I getting so aggressive about it? And actually, is that something that I probably need to explore and and move into? Um, They hate people. Orange hate people that take too long to get to the point. I get really pissed off by this. I know, I've probably given you way too long to get to the point as well. And I'm not sure there's a point, there's all the point. All this video is a point. Um, so hopefully it's not bothers you too much. But, but I know I get really annoyed by people that just waffle and I'm like, what are you saying? Just say the thing that matters and stop talking. Really annoys me. Um, and so people, if you're working with Stage Orange, try and be succinct, get to the point, make a point clearly, not just ramble. That drives them insane. Uh, people that have lack of vision and a strategy drive people at Stage Orange insane. Um, people that don't desire to rise to the top and be successful and achieve, that really annoys stage orange. And so um, try not to like, um, make too much of a point of that. You know? Try not to make a, a big point and highlight how wrong orange is for doing it because orange isn't wrong for doing it. That's where they're at and that's what they value. Um, try, to, uh, try to recognize that orange values uh, action. They don't like people that have a lack of action and are too emotional, touchy-feely, Uh, relationship orientated. Um, And so try and strike a balance there. Try and encourage them into more relationship, trying to encourage them to engage with their emotions, but don't be too emotional. Don't be too relational to the point where it interacts and it interferes, sorry not interacts, it it interferes with their ability to be successful because they're gonna really resent you. They're gonna really hate that. Um, And so yeah, be really careful with how you're dealing with sage orange because they're really gonna struggle. They're gonna demonize green, they're gonna demonize blue um, and so if you're stage green, you're gonna really struggle to, to come alongside stage orange. Uh, it's only as they themselves become a bit more green that you're gonna really be able to start pulling them in and encouraging them to grow. Um, it, unless you're stage yellow, you're gonna find this really hard um, to, to, to help a stage uh, orange grow. But of course stage orange already thinks it's yellow. Um, and so if it acknowledges green, it thinks it's beyond green, um, generally speaking. And if not, it won't acknowledge green at all. It will just think whoever is green is just someone that's further behind in the process. So recognize that they do not like the fact that you existed or want you to exist, um, and they don't want to become you. Uh, it's a really hard dynamic to, to work with, and it requires real, uh, real subtlety and intentionality to engage well with someone at this stage. Um, but I believe in you, I really do. All right, let's finish up there. That was Stage Orange and I'll see you next time for Stage Green. Bless you guys. All right, that was Stage Orange. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll see you next week for Stage Green, which is gonna be uh, probably the first stage that's really gonna push the majority of people listening to uh, this podcast. And it pushes me a lot, Stage Green, and really challenges a lot of my orange uh, psyche. And so, um, yeah, it's gonna be great. And I'm really uh, looking forward to that. I hope, hope you're looking forward to that. Um, as always, you can shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm just at Phil Drysdale if you've got questions or any uh, comments or anything like that. Um, you can watch the entire series over on thegracecourse.com. If you can't wait for the next week's uh, podcast, they're all available there. Um, immediately along with teaching on dozens and dozens of other topics Um, you can also partner with uh, what i'm doing on thegracecourse.com a bit like a patreon or whatever you can um, give as little as five dollars a month and that helps me uh, keep all my resources for free help me continue to be able to put the time into study and 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 learn and and do the 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 hard graft work so i can build these uh, materials for you guys Um, so if you want to do that, that'd be greatly appreciated, but there's never any obligation or expectation of that. You're, you're free to enjoy all this stuff completely free. Um, anyway, I'll see you next week for stage green. Love you guys.